0: Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right-hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly. And it's... oh, it's raining now. It's time Rain Delay Theater with Jeremy Dionisio and Jack Swakowski.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. My name is Jeremy Dionisio.
0: And I'm Jack Swakowski.
1: It's uh, February 4th,
0: Jack, and uh, we
1: um, we have the Super Bowl uh, uh, on the horizon uh, this weekend. Um, So in uh, in honor of the Super Bowl, we we try to do a little bit of a uh, baseball and NFL kind of collaboration. And uh, so we're doing a a tournament um, of MLB nicknames versus NFL nicknames.
0: Uh, yeah, it should be real fun, Jeremy. Uh, it was tough. Uh, we have ten NFL nicknames and ten MLB nicknames. It was it was tough to narrow them down to just ten because yeah. there've been so many good nicknames throughout the years. And you know, the great thing about a guy when he has a nickname, that's when you know you've made it. When you got a nickname, um, that's so true. that that'll be real fun. We're looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, there's a huge cold snap coming into Chicago. It's going to last for about the next ten days. And hey, after that's over pitchers and catchers are going to be reporting to spring training, which should be pretty cool. Um, but first, Jeremy, before we get to all that good stuff, we uh, need to do our 2005 MLB debuts. So who did you have for 2005?
1: Uh, well, Jack, I had um, Mike Fontenot.
0: Ooh, Mike Fontenot. Yeah, I remember the old Cub, the old second baseman, right?
1: Yep, that's right, yeah. It's hard, okay. to, s- hard to think of, you know, calling him old, but... But yeah, at this <laughs> point, it's it's been it's been a while. But you know, so Fontenot came up uh, with with Ryan Terrio. They were teammates at LSU. Um, uh, they were both just tiny dudes. Like, so I'm looking at Fontenot's uh, baseball reference, and he's listed at five, nine, 165. Um, so you know, we're we're starting to get into Jeremy territory here. Um, <laughs> but uh, but um, yeah, so like you know, I I don't know I don't know what it is about like sports or whatever, but it's like, I guess just cause like, they're like, they're the every man or like the, 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 like the guy you can relate to, but like people love like those little guys basically. And especially in Chicago, like people loved Fontenot Ontario and the fact that they were teammates in college, like, and they, they were like, they played up the middle for the Cubs, like made them like maybe more likable, I guess. Um, uh, definitely Ryan Terrio turned into a turd when he said that uh, he's finally on the right side of the rivalry between the Cubs and the, so- <laughs> and the, and the Cardinals. <laughs> uh, as if like he has an impact on either side. Um, and, uh, Fano never did that, but he also, I don't think he ever really, uh, you know, was in a position to, to kind of offend a Cubs fan because he just kind of like kind of disappeared. Uh, he was on the 2010, world series, uh, giants, which, which is cool, uh, for him. He's got a ring, so that's nice for him. Um, but uh, one of the reasons why he was also a nineteenth uh, overall draft pick in two thousand one, which is pretty pretty wild. I didn't realize he was that high of a draft pick. Um, he had a couple of moments for the Cubs. Uh, you know, I, I liked him. Uh, but Jack, uh, you know, just just to uh, you know dig into the well of baseball cards again, I'll say this. Um, you know, I I got back into baseball card collecting in twenty seventeen, um, and I've been in in it since. But I had a little spurt where I like got into cards. I want to say like around 2006 and 2008, like right around that time. And which was like, you know, right around the time where like, uh, Fontenot was kind of, you know, stealing the hearts of C- of Cubs fans. Uh, and, um, I'll say, I'll, I'll say it was like, Oh seven. So, um, I, you know, I was buying cards, but I was like, I wouldn't spend more than like $5 on a card. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm just buying up some like old cards that I think are cool and fun and whatever. And then like, it's and you know, with any addiction, you know, you, you got a little more and a little more and a little more. And so at some point I bought like a Mike Fontenot autographed card and I maybe paid like $11 for it or something. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, this is enough. I got to stop. Like I spent <laughs> too much money on this card. I like Mike Fontenot, but he's, he's not worth $11 and I quit like cold turkey. I was like done with cards for, for like, you know, 10 years or something.
0: Wow. So Mike Fontenot is what, what got you off of baseball cards (laughs) temporarily.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Give me a good 10 year, uh, you know, grace period.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Mike Fontenot. Yeah, definitely five nine one sixty five. That's like, uh, that's like Gabe Kapler before he took his Bane serum. Um, -hmm. like, yeah, the guys, uh, I was very surprised that he, um, you know, you you mentioned he was drafted in the first round of the 2001 uh, June draft. It's surprising that a guy that little would get drafted that high. Yeah. Um, Just because, like, you know, back then, you you know, before Moneyball and, like, players were evaluated differently, like, you know, scouts would just do the eyeball test, and they'd be like, yeah, this guy's too small to ever actually be anything. So it's it's pretty – I wonder what his college statistics were um, at LSU. Uh, they must've been pretty good if he got drafted that high.
1: I think they won a national championship. If I remember okay. correctly, I, I'm not going to look it up, but, uh, I, I think that that LSU team was very successful because they, they had Fontenot, they had Terry, They had DJ. Le, no, not DJ. LeMayhew. I don't think it was, I don't think it was him. It was, uh, maybe, maybe Brad hop or something like that. That it was a, it was a particularly stacked team. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I think they might've won, uh, a national championship if, if I remember correctly
0: Jeremy would you pay $11 for a Mike Fontenot card today <laughs>
1: no no absolutely not. <laughs> um, and, and honestly you know it might not it might have been like eight dollars but I, I had a very strict thing of like nothing over five dollars and then I spent I bought this font no and um, it was uh, yeah I like I it I was just like okay that's it I, I'm in too deep I got to get out but but no that's uh man I mean even back then, I'm like, "Why did you spend? Why did you break your rule? Five dollars? Like you probably could have got it for that much." But I was like, "I gotta get this Fontenot card. I love this guy so much, and it's an autograph. And he was in an Orioles jersey. I remember I actually still have that card somewhere. I'll have to dig it up. But, uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was a sobering moment for me.
0: All right, the the sadder but wiser uh, card collector, Jeremy. Now, <laughs> um, well, Jeremy, my uh, my 2005 MLB debut. Uh, I had to had to do it. It's uh, Prince Fielder.
1: Okay. Um,
0: Yeah, so a couple weeks ago we had Ricky Weeks. Uh, This week we had Prince Fielder. I promise I will not do Ryan Braun. For 2007, <laughs> I talked to, uh, we've talked about him enough on this podcast, but yeah, Prince Fielder, um, just to kind of go in depth on him, because I don't think we ever really have. Uh, I, I liked Prince Fielder a lot when he was with the Brewers. There was a ton of hype around him when he got drafted. People were really excited about him. He was a really high draft pick and he was like the first Brewers draft pick from like the new the new regime. Um, like the, the, the Doug Melvin, was he drafted by Doug Melvin or, uh, he might, it might've been Dean Taylor. I can't remember, but anyway, he was like, he was like the first brewer of like this new wave of guys, um, who was actually good. Uh, cause I, you know, Ricky Weeks, as we've discussed was a complete, uh, failure, but Prince Fielder was awesome. <laughs> he had some great seasons for the Brewers. His age 23 season in 2007, he hit 50 home runs. Um, as a Milwaukee brewer, he hit 230 home runs in seven seasons, which is great. Uh, he had a couple seasons where he was right around a 300 batting average. Um, and he walked, he would walk like a, a hundred times a year, a couple times. Uh, he did it three straight years where he walked over a hundred times and he would play every game. He would play in like 162 games a year, which for a guy with his build, um, in his body, you wouldn't think he'd be able to do it. Uh, but he did um, he also wasn't a very tall guy. I remember I saw him in Beloit uh, when he was in Class A and he hit a home run in that game. but I got his uh his autograph and so I was stood right next to him, and I was maybe sixteen years old at fifteen or sixteen years old at the time, and like I was like as tall as him then, yeah. and you know i'm I'm only like five eight and a half, five nine uh you know somewhere around there, so he wasn't tall, but he was just like a big beefy guy who could hit home runs. Uh, he had an attitude. I mean, him and Ricky Weeks were the guys who started doing the untucking uh, their jerseys thing, mm-hmm. which I always, uh, you know, I, as a Brewers fan, mm-hmm. that was something you liked. If you were on the opposing side of that, you probably hated it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I feel, I feel like he was um, kind of got some hate that he didn't really deserve when he left the Brewers and signed with the Tigers. But the Brewers had him and Braun at the same time and being a small market team. They could only commit to one of those guys uh, for long term and you know big big money, uh, and they chose Ryan Braun. I think one of the reasons they did that was because of Fielder's build. Uh, yep. They probably figured within a few years he was just going to be a permanent DH, so they 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 stuck with Braun, who seemed like the better bet. At the time, um, you know, hindsight is always 2020. 20, 20. Uh, I, I, I probably also would have told you that Braun was the better bet uh, at the time they chose to commit to him. Um, both guys ended up, their careers were, uh, you know, cut short for various reasons. Uh, Prince Fielder, you know, his career was cut short with injuries. Ryan Braun was never any good again after he stopped taking steroids. <laughs> and he was also never really any good again after he wasn't protected by Prince Fielder in the lineup. You know, Fielder left in 20 after the 2011 season. And that was, like, the last good year Braun had was 2011. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Prince Fielder, um, I really liked him. I've got, no, I've got no hate for him, even though he left Milwaukee as a free agent. Uh, he, he, owe, he didn't owe the Brewers anything. He's not from Milwaukee. So good for him for going out uh, getting his money. He had kind of a, he had kind of a rough go of it, too. I mean, his dad gambled away all his signing bonus money, I think, allegedly. Um, you know, he uh, his career was cut short due to injury. Uh Avisail Garcia slept with his wife. So he had to deal he had to deal with some shit in his MLB career. But overall, he was he was a really good player. I don't think he would have been a Hall of Famer if he would have stayed healthy, but he would definitely would have been in the Hall of very good. Um, so yeah, prince fielder.
1: Yeah, Jack. Um <laughs> yes, all, all those things are true. Um I mean, so just to go back like in retrospect, the Brewers I think ended up making the right choice with Braun over Fielder because I mean Fielder I feel like fizzled out like pretty quickly after you know he left uh, the team and the Brewers at least made the the playoffs a couple years a couple times like with Braun, you know I think after Fielder left. am I am I correct?
0: They they did. Uh they they made it in twenty eleven and then they didn't make it again until twenty eighteen. But Bron Braun was on that oh. team and they made it in twenty they made it uh in twenty nineteen too, I wanna say. Um uh yeah, they did. Okay, it yeah. Seems like so long ago, Jeremy. They yeah, they got eliminated by the Nats in that wildcard game. And then uh they also made it in twenty twenty. Uh but that was a joke because they were under five hundred. But yeah, they did make it a couple times, um, uh, without fielder for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. No, that's true. I guess, I, I guess, uh, 11, I, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, that's right. He was still on the team at that point. I, I, I kind of forget that they, I thought they might've had some more years there where they made it between 11 and and 18, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, but still, I mean like, yeah, Braun or a fielder's, uh, you know, career didn't, didn't last too long after that. It's kind of remarkable that he has like 319 career homers. Uh, that's, that's uh, that's more than I would have guessed. Um, yeah, but yeah,
0: yeah. And you know, uh, what's strange is that I, I was looking on Baseball Reference, and it, it looks like his contract that long, that big ass contract he signed after the twenty eleven season with Detroit. Um, I think that was a nine year deal, and it was supposed to expire this season in twenty twenty. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of crazy to think that if Prince Fielder had been healthy and not been injured, that contract would have just been up this year. Uh, He's only 36 years old, so if if he hadn't been injured, um, I think he had some sort of spinal or neck injury, which is why he couldn't play anymore. Um, If he hadn't been injured, he might even still be playing for a couple more years somewhere, trying to hang on as a DH, Um, and especially with the DH maybe after the new CBA being everywhere. uh, The guy might have hung around and been another Nelson Cruz. He could have gotten up to 500-plus home runs, you know? um yeah so yeah it would have been interesting to see where he would have uh how his career would have ended up if he if he hadn't been injured but I mean I feel like you can say that about a lot of guys
1: um yeah no for sure I think like and you know he probably would have had like the Pablo Sandoval, like, weight loss, you know, period, too. And I guess that, but then, you know, who knows if he would have, like, lost his power or something like, like Sandoval ended up doing, I guess. But, um, so yeah, who knows what, what would have happened with the rest of Prince Fielder's career. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's an interesting one. Jack, I was, uh, I have two side notes from here, so I don't want to drift down this road too much. But, um, you know who, you know, who else has, like, almost like, uh, 500 homers that I was, like, Kind of surprised by, but I guess when you think about it, it's not really that surprising. Um, Who's that? Is I guess he's still a ways away, but Edwin Encarnacion. Do you have any idea how many career home runs he has?
0: Oh man, if I had to guess, I would say four hundred and eighty-five.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's not even that high, but it's it's four twenty-four. But again, I was still I was surprised that this guy has over four hundred homers. Like, I uh, I know that he's been you know prolific uh, for for many years, but uh, but yeah, like and like he didn't really hit he hit 26 homers in 08 but then he only hit 20 over 20 homers once in his career before age 27 which is kind of crazy um yeah that
0: that that is crazy um and and i'm looking here now on his baseball reference I, i'm surprised that he's only 37
1: <laughs> yeah yeah he <laughs> has been around a while
0: um, yeah, I, Jeremy. I, okay. I I don't think I told you this. Uh, maybe I did, but uh, I was at again a Beloit Snappers game. Uh, I, I can't. This must have been 2002. It might have been the same year I saw Prince Fielder, but um, uh, I saw Edwin Encarnacion was on the opposing team.
1: Okay, probably. And
0: I don't I don't remember that at all. But I looked. I was looking at the box score earlier this year, and like his name is on the roster. So I mean that must have been him. That seems like a, a crazy long time ago. But I mean I, I guess I did. Did see the guy. I had forgotten that he was on the White Sox this year, <laughs> uh, if I'm being if I'm being perfectly honest. Does he sign with them for next year?
1: No, no. He w- it must okay. have been a one year contract because he's a free agent now. Um okay. and so yeah, I don't know. Maybe he maybe he won't play next year. But uh but yeah, um uh I'm sure he'll catch on somewhere. But uh um yeah, because I remember seeing like I saw a game in I believe it was 2008, uh Cubs Cardinals. I, I sat or Cubs uh Reds, I sat like like second row behind the on-deck circle, it is the the game where I famously made Ken Griffey Jr. laugh um, by yelling something at him. But a young Joey Vado and Edwin Encarnacion were on that team as well. And uh, I keep I, I always think like, oh, did I see like one of – because it was also early in the year, and I'm like, did I see one of Encarnacion's like first games? And then I look and he was in the league. That was like his fourth season in the league. I'm like, oh, this guy has been around forever. But, but anyway um, – uh, one more thing about Prince Fielder, famously for me, is uh, I I don't remember. I feel like I mentioned this on the podcast, but uh, in a, I'm in a fantasy keeper league that I've been in for like years now. At this point, like twenty ish years, and um, I uh, famously or infamously uh traded away Prince Fielder for Kosuke Fukudome, and uh, I think Edgar Edgar Renteria was in that trade too. I almost think that I sent him away in the in the deal um after like kosuke Fukudome's like explosive first month with the cubs and then of course he just completely uh nosedived and prince fielder had many good years after that so
0: what? That was, yeah well, i was gonna say what year was that 2009 or something
1: i think it was 09 or 08 yeah i think it was Man, even 08
0: that was uh that, that 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 goes down as an all timer, Jeremy. Maybe it's good you're not the, the GM of a baseball <laughs> team. Yeah, it's
1: the it's the Brock for Brolio uh of, of our fantasy league for sure. <laughs> um, uh,
0: yeah. Uh Jeremy, one last thing about Prince Fielder. I did not realize that his uh his full name was Prince Semion Fielder. Um print yeah, Prince Marcus Semyon Fielder. I like it. I didn't know that. And his his nickname is Uncle Phil. That's not gonna be in the uh <laughs> That's not going to be in the tournament, but that's uh that's a funny one because I guess he did look a little bit like Uncle Phil, yeah, um, that's pretty a much funny. younger uncle Phil do you remember, uh,
1: do you remember hearing people say that in Milwaukee because I had never heard that
0: one no i, I do not remember that at all. Yeah. I have no idea where that maybe they started calling him that when he got to Detroit or something, or but he, he was never he was never called that in Milwaukee, so I have yeah. no no clue what that one's all about, um yeah, Jeremy, I think it was just two weeks ago that we really tore Jared Porter uh, a, a new one and and yep. as David Ross would say and rightfully so um, but this week uh, it was it was another person uh, from the Mets organization former Mets employee yep. uh, Mickey Calloway <laughs> has now been disgraced for his uh, sort of just de- debaucherous goings-on. Yeah,
1: and this one is worse than the Jared Porter one. I'm gonna go. Out, we were speculating it about it beforehand, Jack, but this one is just worse, and it's just fucking more pathetic. This is such a fucking sad, pathetic story. Like, I mean, it's horrible too. But like, it's man, I don't know where to begin with this one. But um, yeah, we both read like the lengthy uh, athletic article about it, and um, it's just. I'm going to say funny with the asterisk of saying like, it's, it's not funny, but it's, it is, it's funny cause it's so pathetic, but like where to begin with this story, Jack, I, the, it's just like, this guy has no game whatsoever at like when you read back some of the things that he said in his text messages.
0: Yeah. Uh, my, I think my favorite one, Jeremy, this is the one that they have posted uh, uh, on the athletic article. Uh, He says, uh, our sleep doctor in Cleveland said you should always sleep naked. Healthier for your skin and rest much better. Have to let that perfect skin breathe. Okay, time for me to get in my big comfy bed and relax. Just have to figure out what method of relaxation will help me sleep. Smiley face. Ha ha. Dude, like, don't be talking to a woman about how you're about to jerk off in bed, man. That's fucked up.
1: The whole thing is horrible. That's like, that that one there reads like a fucking pathetic dude, like... You know, like it, it's just like it's just like a guy going up to a woman saying like, hey, uh, oh, man, we're having a crazy party over here. Like, uh, well, it's going to be crazy. Like there's probably going to be like, you know, all kinds of oh, that's from a movie or something. Like, we got all <laughs> kinds of beer over here. <laughs> I forgot what, where that's from. But like, um, but it's like it's just like, yeah, you know, oh, man, it's going to be so crazy. Like I'm going to be talking to so many girls. I, I probably won't even be able to like answer my phone or something like, you know, like like just shit like that. It's like and then like the person you know the woman who he's talking to is like all right cool good luck with that mickey you know have fun um but like yeah it's like hey, you know hey uh, uh, i heard uh, you know our team doctor said that sleeping uh, is uh, good for the skin you know oh yeah it helps it breathe you know oh yeah like got to feel really <laughs> good sleeping naked you know or like whatever and like and the woman's like yeah i'm not going to sleep naked mickey like you know whatever just you know do your thing or whatever and um there's a thing where like I mean I think this is a topper I don't want to like um you know uh like blow the blow the, the the best thing here but like he's at one point he like invites some one of the women to like a, a Lumineers concert <laughs> which is just so fucking pathetic like there's no way that Mickey Calloway listens to the Lumineers it's like he probably like drives around and listens to like top 40 radio and he's like uh, he, he like it was like the first like it was like the last song that he heard on the on the radio before like he uh you know got in the car or got out of the car and he's like yeah so uh, I think I'm going to see uh you know the Lumineers uh you know maybe we'll uh, maybe uh you know you want to come with me to, to see that show and it could have been any band or like he looked at like you know the Billboard top ten and just said like the, the top band on on the list like so fucking pathetic no game whatsoever just. Uh, he sends, I I don't know what it is about these guys sending like shirtless pictures of themselves. Like it's kind of sad. It's like, I, I, and then he was like, you know, how about, I think he says like, you know, I sent you one now. Maybe you send me one. It's like, it doesn't work that way. Like I'm not a woman. I don't know what women are thinking, but unless you look like fucking like. Uh, I don't know, like Lex Luger or something. I'm trying to think of like a, a <laughs> like a muscular guy or something. Like that isn't like grotesquely muscular. Like, unless you look like that, I don't think women are really that turned on by a shirtless photo of a random guy. Like, there's a picture of him like wearing like like wearing hunting gear or some kind of or construction shit or whatever. And like he doesn't look that he's not out of shape, but it's not like an impressive body that you would need to send a picture to someone because you know like you're gonna like you know hook them or something like it's it's fucking it's it's bizarre this the thinking of some of these guys
0: well it and it's it's also like pretty reckless too, jeremy i mean he um he he was sending some of these emails when he was emailing these reporters first of all first of all they were people from the media um so they were people he worked with not that that uh it like it would excuse the behavior if that wasn't the case. But he was like sending emails from the Mets from his yes. official Mets company so, email. Yeah, so
1: what was it was it like mcalloway at Mets.com or something, you know? Like <laughs> what
0: the fuck? Um it'll be interesting to see now how the Angels handle this. Yeah, they are uh, it seems like this was him,
1: but, um, Did they
0: already suspend him? Yeah. It's it seems like this was a pretty open secret within baseball, so it's it's really is hard to believe. That none right. of the teams uh, knew about this. Yeah. It's hard to believe that the Mets didn't know about it. Maybe I could understand if the Angels didn't. Um, they said they'd say in the Athletic article too that uh, uh, one. Um, there, there was an incident that the Mets investigated, like in that happened in the 2018 season, that like you know nothing ever came of it. But they seem to be aware of some of it. Uh, Mickey Callaway also has a wife and and daughters. Right. Too. Yeah. Yeah he said
1: um, he, it's funny, like one of the quotes, I think his only quote about the whole thing is like, he said, like, um, I have a wife and I made her aware of this story or whatever, or she's aware of the story. Uh, and that's it. Like, it's like, yep, probably, probably yeah. want to tell the wife about this one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, it, you know, it's, it's very weird too, Jeremy, just a couple of weeks ago, just for, for whatever reason, like I was, uh, you know, Googling, uh, just watching different interviews with baseball people. And I, I watched like an interview with Mickey Calloway where he was just talking about like the Mets, like after a game and he, he seemed like, you know, a nice enough guy. Uh, so yeah, I just shows you that like the, the public persona that he had, like in interviews and stuff, maybe was not even close to what he was like uh, off the field. Of course, I, I will say there was that one incident from 2019 where uh, a reporter said, "I'll see you later, Mickey," and Mickey Callaway went, "Don't be a smartass." And then, uh, and then Jason Vargas looked at the same reporter and went, "I'll knock you the fuck out, bro." Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe we need to investigate Jason Vargas too. Maybe there was a bunch of stuff going on in that Mets locker room.
1: Well, yeah, I yeah, what if you know the Mets again? Just as much as the Mets, you know, try to like better themselves um you know they're just a fucking train wreck and uh there's the you know the baseball gods find a way to to balance it all out um at this point now it's it's like sandy alderson like every other week he has to like refute some kind of story or say like we had no knowledge of this like at some point this is going to start looking bad on him like either you knew about this stuff or like you're missing this stuff and it's it's not good for him um you know, uh, whether he enabled it or was part of it or whatever, like, or didn't know about it, it's not good either way. Um, but, uh, yeah, I he just seems like a fucking bonehead to me, like, just some fucking guy. Like, I just can't believe how lack of game... These people have like with these with these text messages. It's like he's always like asking people to like get a drink. He actually sounds like the loneliest guy in the world. He's like, hey uh, you know, <laughs> come on, like let's get a drink, you know, you know whatever, and like, uh, come on, just one drink. Like I, I got no one to drink with or whatever. It's like it's it's just sad and like they're just. Even if he was single, which like, so again, with the asterisk of this is all bad, like for, for bigger reasons, but like, just, just even if he was like single and available, like there was like, no, there's, he's given these people nothing to make him want to like, to make them want to go, you know, pursue any sort of relationship with him. Just, just absolutely nothing.
0: Well, I I think part of that, Jeremy, is that when you reach a position like that, where you're the manager of the New York Mets, maybe you just think that you don't need to try at all? Like, you know, like in that like I think he is women trying just... though.
1: <laughs> That's the thing. I think he is he's trying really hard.
0: Do you remember uh do you remember Brett Favre and Jen Sturger? That yeah. whole that yes. whole saga? Yeah. Fa- I've been I've been wanting to quote this on the podcast for fucking years now. But I my favorite part of that whole is cause you can hear the voicemail that Brett Favre leaves Jen Sturger and he's like, Well, uh, just got done with practice. Now I'm uh I'm going back to the hotel and just uh just chill. Uh, <laughs> so I'd love to have you come over tonight. But I'd love that he's like, Yeah, I'm just gonna uh you know, just chill. Like again, <laughs> this guy sounds like the loneliest guy in the world. Yeah. Um yeah. so I yeah, I don't I don't know, Jeremy. Maybe these uh you know, you always think that like uh these professional athletes and celebrities are like, you know, the most desirable people on the planet, but maybe they strike out just as much as uh your <laughs> average Joe.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. If they didn't have sports going for them, they 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 might not have anything. Um, I mean that's that's part (laughs) of the problem is that when you when you like get attention for you know this is the age old thing, but when you get attention from women or whatever for like you know like athletic ability or good looks or whatever, you don't build up any sort of personality, and so you're a fucking zero, and that's why you're sending these fucking inane fucking pictures of yourself like looking like somewhat in shape. Uh, like to women saying, like, hey, uh, you know, hey, you know, want to come over? And it's like, uh, yeah, so it's 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 fucking sad. Uh, one real quick thing about Brett Favre, I'll say, about, uh, you know, there's the famous picture that he sent uh, to Jen Sturger. Yes. Uh, I got uh, two words to describe that picture. Silly putty. <laughs> and, uh, if you want to look up that picture and see what I mean, uh, you know, go for it. But uh, make sure you got a. <laughs> making sure you're in incognito mode or you're not at work, but, but yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Mickey Calloway would look it up on his, on his work computer, but, <laughs> right, uh, exactly, Yeah. but not the rest of us. Yeah. One, one more thing about this, Jeremy, that picture, uh, of Mickey Calloway, he's like, <laughs> he's like old man ripped, Yeah. you know, yeah. where it's like, uh, you know, he's like, he's got some muscle, but like he's, you know, you can tell that it's just, uh, you know, yeah, he's, he's old man ripped. And I like that he's got the, uh, I like that he's got the chainsaw. In one hand, I kind of, yeah. I kind of doubt, I kind of doubt he used it, but I, I like that he's, I like that he's got it. That's a nice touch.
1: Right? Yeah. It's like it's the kind of like it's like he was walking by a construction site and he was like, "Hey guys, you mind if I uh, just uh, grab a pick really quick with this chainsaw?" <laughs>
0: Like, if you were doing, if you were actually doing the kind of work that, like, the background and, like, that, tr- that fucking uh, forklift or whatever, the uh, machine in the back, like, what mm-hmm. that alludes to, you wouldn't want to be doing it shirtless, man. You're probably getting, like, pine needles and fucking sawdust <laughs> yeah. flying all over the place. You're not going to want to take your shirt off if you're doing some, some work like that.
1: Yeah, no, the guy couldn't be more clean. Like, his pants are, like, immaculate. <laughs> like, it's like,
0: this guy wasn't <laughs>
1: fucking doing shit like he was probably like watching out of the, out of like the back window of his uh of his house or something um <laughs> or they just walked upon this construction site and he's like oh oh shit there's a chainsaw hey get your phone you know um but uh but anyway yeah so yeah just kind of goofy man um yeah and uh i i
0: yeah. have the sinking feeling that we're just we're going to be doing this every 2 weeks until the uh I know. until the season starts you Who's, know
1: you know uh jesus christ i mean uh uh, I'm trying to think of someone funny like who could who, who's going to be the next person but um yeah I don't know I don't know it's uh it's not good
0: Well uh as Len Casper would say on a lighter note um <laughs> the Brewers uh the Brewers signed uh, Colton Wong this week Jeremy um Yeah I was pretty excited about that uh, I feel like the Brewers' normal uh, modus operandi in signing people is—you know—when you're uh, like in the off season, you know, when you're at like Walmart or one of those stores, Costco, and they have that big bin with like the the discount DVDs, um, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "Oh, uh, FX Two for for a dollar!" Like, yeah, this—you know—I remember this movie. Like, it never occurred to me to own it, but like, you know, who am I not to buy this movie for a dollar? <laughs> you know, and that—that's sort of like what David Stearns would you know would think when he would. Signed free agents it's like, oh, Brock Holt. Yeah, he had a he had a couple of good years for the Red Sox a while ago. Let's yeah, let's let's pick him up. Jed Jerko. Uh, yeah, he hit 30 home runs one time. Okay, yeah, like let's let's get him. That that's like normally what they would do when they would sign guys. But now they actually signed a guy who had been on a major league team last year as an everyday player and won two straight gold gloves at second base. So while it's, you know, it, it maybe won't move the needle to them being a division winner, uh, Colton Wong can help the team for sure with his glove and his bat maybe is going to be good in at Miller Park slash AmFam Field. So it's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it.
1: Yeah. I just, I just wonder where he's going to play or like what they're going to do. Cause like, yeah, I mean, we were talking about it the other day. I, 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 I admit that I forgot about Colton uh, or uh, Keston Hira. They also have Luis uh, Urias who I kind of forgot about as well. So mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I do think like, I, yeah, I had thought that Colton Wong had had some time at third base, but I guess not. And that's, to me, that's kind of like what would make the most sense is to put him there. But like, made you like move here at a first would you I don't I feel like you wouldn't if you had to keep someone at second base you would maybe even keep Wong at second base so I don't know if he's going to be super utility um looks like Wong has played what okay so eight games in center field um six in left uh four in right so I mean maybe he might just become like a super utility guy but um
0: here's what i think is here's what i think is going to happen jeremy um i mean i don't think you sign a guy for 2 years and 18 mil if uh you know if if he's a he's a two-time gold glover um and you know you have one of the worst second basemen in the league already playing second base so i th- i don't think you you know you sign a two-time gold glover at second at a premium defensive position like that and and move him uh i think i think what they're going to do is they're going to move hira to first, I, I don't think they're going to move Hira to third just because his, his biggest problem was that he was terrible at throwing the ball. Um, so I think they'll move him to first. N- the knock on him playing first base is that he's short. Uh, they say he's too short to play first, but I think that problem will be mitigated by the fact that Keston Hira will not have to catch Keston Hira's throws. So mm-hmm. that that will be that, you know, he'll have better infielders. You know, you'll probably have Wong, Arcia, maybe Urias uh, at third, Maybe somebody else. Maybe they'll get rid of Arcia. Maybe they'll trade him. I don't know. But, you know, the infield defense seems strong. I think that they'll move Hira to first for the time being. Um, you know, he'll be able to play there easier than, say, like converting an outfielder, outfielder to first just because Hira does have experience in the infield. Uh, so I think that's that's the experiment that they're going to try. Um, on days where there's, like, a tough lefty pitching, they might sit Wong and start Hira at second base, so he'll probably still play some second But I would expect uh, Wong to be the primary second baseman uh, this season.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah, I didn't realize uh, that uh, Keston Hira was that bad defensively. But I'm looking at his numbers right now, and the field percentage is not great.
0: No. um, You know, and and one thing, Jeremy, Colton Wong was actually a famous Brewer killer. I think his career average against the Brewers is like 308. So, unfortunately, he will not be able to hit Brewers pitching this year. But um at least uh you know, at least they won't have to face him. Uh, you know, I know I know he was on the Cardinals, so I, I know you might have kind of mixed feelings about him. But uh Cardinals fans seem to really like him. They say he's a good team guy. Um, so maybe he can help mentor Hira at second base. Uh I'm happy to have him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I the thing is I just I feel like I, all I heard was from Cardinals fans was that they were disappointed in the long haul output of Colton Wong, but um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I think I, it seems like maybe like it was a complicated uh, history with him in in St. Louis. So maybe a change of scenery would would be good for him too. And
0: yeah, because I feel like I feel like uh, for for a little while he was in Mike Matheny's doghouse, or he was upset yeah. with Mike Matheny because Mike Matheny wasn't playing him every day. Yeah. So it seems like there was a lot a lot going on in st louis um but uh even even if his bat is isn't great this year uh or it just is what it has been uh he's still he's still a good defensive piece to have um and they should be pretty good up the middle with wong and arcia so that should be interesting to to see how how much that helps him and how it plays out
1: yeah yeah for sure um so uh so yeah uh brewers uh make a make a signing here now and uh the cubs uh this, we haven't talked about this. Um, it, it seems like there's been other other things to talk about on, on the pod the last couple of weeks. But, like, um, you know, the Cubs signed Jock Peterson. I guess, like, um, you know, the the Ricketts uh, extended a little more, like, flex, payroll flexibility uh, to, to Jed uh, Hoyer. So um, <clears throat> the Cubs were able to make a couple, like, free agent signings here in the last couple of weeks. Um, they signed Jack Peterson, which like I, you know, honestly, in retrospect, Jack, I, I think to me, like, I'm just kind of like, I still like am just shaking my head about it, um, because honestly, this should be like, I know I made a big ass deal about when the Cubs signed Derek Dietrich. I mean, this is this is not that far off, um, and <laughs> and Peterson is actually gonna would would have actually you know like is is going to play every day, uh, or not well not every day, but he's gonna be. At least platooning. Derek Dietrich was like maybe gonna make the team, and that would have been funny. But um, but yeah. So so yeah, they got him. Uh, you know, he ended up being like what, like one or two million dollars more than Kyle Schwarber. So that kind of makes you shake your head a little bit. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, like it's all fun and good to like watch a post game interview with Jock Peterson and uh, just laugh about how how much of a complete you know bonehead he is. Um. But when he's on the Cubs, uh, you know that that's making things real. Um, the only thing I could say about that is that uh, you know at least um, if they are talking to him post game, that probably means that he did something good. So then <laughs> that'll be the the trade off. There is like maybe he helped the team win, and then now we can hear uh, you know hear him like just be like, "Oh, uh, what? What are you talking? I don't know what you're talking about."
0: Well Jeremy, you are in hey, I I've, I've been there. You know, the Brewers signed Tyler Saladino a couple of years ago, <laughs> but you you are now in a position where you have to root for Jack Peterson.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, you, I, I Peterson, if I if there was a reason for me to like the guy, um I think I would enjoy it because because he does he is multidimensional in the sense that he's a complete blockhead and I want to hear him talk, um, just for my own amusement. So, I mean, if I, if he can, you know, get some, some hits for the Cubs or whatever, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be into it. Um, like if Jack Peterson was on the white Sox, that would be perfect. Like, yes. You know, cause I don't have a rooting interest now. It's like, all right, this is, you know, I'm going to have to be mad at him first for like, you know, Striking out again with like runners in scoring position or something, but um, if he can be good, if he does something good, then it'll be even more of a, a reason to celebrate. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, but uh, it's it's bizarre <laughs> that he's a cub now. Um, yeah, so the Cubs also signed, uh, you know, in the search for uh, signing like a another starter um they ended up signing uh Trevor Williams uh who were, was coming from the Pirates. Um they were there's a bunch of names being bandied about uh for that spot basically and the Cubs still might sign another person i i, I could see uh happening but one of the names that they were going to sign was Carlos Rodon um and uh Carlos Rodon and i that one i was actually kind of uh interested in because um i i don't know he's younger like I think if he if that guy could stay healthy at some point um you know I think maybe he he could and he had like the right like pitching coach maybe he could you know turn himself into something um of course he had Don Cooper but I don't know who knows what happened there but uh but he, I was excited for the the potential there uh he ended up going back to the White Sox um and it's like it led me to to the conclusion that it's like god jesus the White Sox you know, talk about loyalty, right? Like it's like Jerry Reinsdorf votes for Harold Baines to be in the Hall of Fame when he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. He brings back fucking Tony La Russa like 30 years after he was relevant, uh, like, or like you know with the team, and like uh, they're so they're so loyal that they brought back Carlos Rodon, which is like Jesus. <laughs> that's like a new level of, of, of loyalty. So uh, I guess I have to tip my hat to them on that in that regard. <laughs>
0: Um, I actually always uh, thought that Rodon, you know, had a lot of potential. Yeah. His, I'm looking at his numbers here, and they really have not been been good. No. Uh, he, he hasn't had a sub-4 year. The only year he had a sub-4 ERA was his rookie year, when he, he had a 3.75 ERA and in, in 140-ish innings. So uh, that that was good. But he's just been very mediocre uh, throughout the rest of his career. So I don't know why I thought he was, was good. Um, I think he
1: had, like, a first— like maybe in like 2017 or 20 probably not even 2017 maybe in 2018 he had like a good first half of his year or something I think Mm -hmm. um yeah there was a there was a second there where he was turning some heads
0: yeah. Um, oh, I remember, Jeremy, I think we went to this might have been in 2016, but we went and saw him start a game. It was versus the Angels and he didn't make it out of the first inning. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that was that was ugly. I am I am surprised that 2020 was his age 27 season. He seems like I guess he seems like he should be older than that at this point. But he's just I guess he debuted young. I mean, he was 22 when he debuted uh, five, six years ago. Yeah. Um, it just, it just seems like he's been around for a long time and just hasn't really accomplished anything. It seems like the same story with him every single year that he's always on the shelf or something. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right, Jeremy. Uh, uh, you know, they said, uh, uh Don Corleone, um, from the Godfather, he was a man of, of unquestioned loyalty. Um, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's the same thing with Jerry Reinsdorf, man. He's, he's baseball's Don Corleone. <laughs> yeah,
1: Absolutely. Um, so uh, so yeah so uh, you know I'm sure the Southside fans uh, are happy to have uh, Rodon back but um, uh, so so just bef- right before we get to um, uh, the main topic for the day I want to uh, just um, touch base there were a couple like little notes that I wanted to include from the this week in baseball uh, episode last week uh, by the way it was uh, super fun to make that that intro um, so uh, yeah I'm uh, you know. Glad the people enjoyed that, uh, you know, um, but uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, But a couple like just thoughts about this week in baseball. Number one, we didn't talk about Buzz Brainerd at all, Jack. And I feel like I feel like he was the voice of like when you watched this week in baseball. Is that right?
0: Well, I know that um, I did some research and Ozzie Smith did it for a year or two. So, I mean, I may have seen Ozzie Smith as well. OK, but no, I we did not mention mention Buzz Brainerd.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like I I remember hearing his name at some point on This Week in Baseball, like, you know, probably years after I had stopped watching it. And I'm like, Buzz Brainerd, who the hell is this Because he sounded, like, young, too. And it's like he sounded – like, Buzz sounds like an old guy's nickname. And I just felt like it was – I felt he was, like, a phony somehow. I don't really – I like, you know, I think um, – I'm trying to think of, like, uh, similar things. It's like, um, you know, whoever, like – was, uh, nah, I can't even think of a parallel example. I'm like, you know, if you were a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air fan and it's like, if, if people didn't start watching it until like the old aunt Vivian, like, like, uh, left, you know, and then they only knew the new one there. You know, and then people who were fans from the beginning, they're like, man, I don't even consider her the real aunt Viv or something. <laughs> like, uh, so, so yeah. So I, I don't know, but, uh, probably should have been worth, you know, at least a mention, uh, in the, this week in baseball episode. Um, but uh, but yeah, he wasn't the host at that episode that we watched, uh, obviously. So just wanted to throw that out there. And the other thing I wanted to throw out there, Jack, was um, the pace of, of This Week in Baseball for being something that was from like 1989 was kind of remarkably fast, I thought.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it absolutely was, Jeremy. Um, uh, you, mean, you mean like the pace of play and, and such?
1: Oh, like the, the pace of the, the show, like
0: oh, it, they, yeah. like
1: they, they went through like topics pretty quick. Like they didn't linger too long on, on, on different pieces. Like, I mean, I guess, cause it's a weekly sh- baseball show and obviously there's fucking like, uh, I don't know, 15 times five plus another, like whatever, like games per week, like, you know, like, hun- like a hundred games per week or something like, uh, you know, they had a lot to, to cover, um, so, uh, so I think they probably had to move fast to jam pack in a bunch of stuff. But the show actually moved pretty quickly, and they didn't they didn't linger on games too quick. Um, it, yeah,
0: yeah. And I, I felt like they gave you you had a really good understanding of what happened too. So even though the yeah. editing and the pacing was pretty quick, uh, you you knew exactly what was going on. They covered a lot of ground. Um, uh, yeah, I hadn't really realized that, Jeremy. But the editing, uh, together with like the music and the score uh, and the voiceover, was pretty good. So props to whoever like did the post on that show and got all those clips together uh they did a a pretty darn good job with it
1: yeah definitely yeah yeah you appreciate that like that that production spirit like you think about like you know like like the tonight show and stuff like they're making like a new episode uh every day um so not not as quite as you know um quick of a turnaround as that but like a weekly show with all that stuff to to pull through like you know it's like SNL like you know they have the ritual through the week of putting together the show and then they have it ready. And then, you know, it goes to air. And obviously that you can't work ahead with those kinds of shows because you're talking about stuff that happened that previous week. So they, that's, I'm sure the production like on that show was, was pretty kind of like hardcore to, to like kind of, um, you know, to put together a new, uh, half hour of show every week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah question for you jeremy did uh uh did aunt viv get fired or did she quit the old one uh
1: she got fired from the show like this this is a whole thing this was recently back in the news because they did like that fresh prince reunion thing and yeah you know there was like a reunion between her and and will smith and uh you know so that was a thing uh But, uh, but yeah, I, 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 the, the story is that she was like not pleasant to be around on set.
0: Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. I remember when like the old one was replaced with a new one, um, a new actress. And that was like, I I was, I was a pretty little kid when all this was happening, but I I watched the show. Um, and that was like the first time I was ever aware of like, Mm. uh, an actor being different. Um, yeah. yeah, I specifically remember that. I mean, I think like, uh, I was watching the show and my dad told me that it was like a, you know, a different actress now. Um, and I was like, Whoa. So that, that was the first time I had ever been aware of, of an actor being replaced was, was aunt Viv. And I, I'm sure I'm not the only kid who had that experience. You know, that's like the, uh, that's like the Bambi's mom dying of, uh, of like, <laughs> of act of actress firings, you know?
1: Yeah, totally. No, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I thought I watched that show pretty close, but I was like, I, I don't think I ever noticed that. So I, I guess I wasn't, Either that, or I only watched like the first. It's very possible that I only watched like the first couple of years before she was she was off the show. So and I just never noticed. But, but yeah, uh, it's it's one of those things that uh, it,
0: two two Fresh Prince references in uh in one episode, Jeremy. After never referencing it in the previous one hundred and four <laughs> episodes, that's, that's pretty, true. It's pretty impressive there. All right. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. One of those baseball occurrences. Um. So all right, let's go to uh, let's go to the the topic at hand here. Uh, we got. I like the, it the NFL versus, uh, MLB nickname, uh, tournaments. And, uh, yeah, Jack, this, it was tough to select, like you said at the beginning, it was tough to select, uh, 20, uh, 10 from each, uh, league. I think, um, you know, a couple, uh, of, um, uh, like nicknames that I thought of like even after we kind of like made our, our list, uh, that, so these are, you know, a couple honorable mentions, but, um, I think I also feel like these came up somewhat recently on the podcast, but, but pronk for, um, for, uh, Travis Hafner, I think maybe this didn't come up on the podcast. Maybe I was just thinking about it myself, but, but pronk was a pretty good nickname. Um, shark face, of course, uh, for, sure. for Jeff Samarja. Um, and, uh, you know, that one is, uh, that one I think is better left off the tournament and just kind of, <laughs> that's like, kind of like an insider secret sort of thing, you know? Um, yeah. And, uh. and yeah, uh, or oh, what were you going to say?
0: No, I, I was uh, going to say, yeah, there were a few that, um, that that I would have liked to include, too, but did you have any last ones?
1: Yeah, it was, the last one I was going to put out there was Fat Alvis, which is, uh, you know, suppose, according to uh, – actually, I did hear that somewhere, but uh, that was, like, Lance Berkman's nickname, Um and while it is like kind of derogatory to Lance Berkman, which is cool, uh, I wouldn't even <laughs> want to like I wouldn't even want to put that in the tournament to give Lance Berkman any sort of spotlight because he's just a fucking turd. So. Um, so, yeah, so that, I, I have no problem like, with any of those being off the list. But, um, yeah, those were three that just kind of stood out to me as uh, as, as good ones, uh, but not in he- the tournament.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Jeremy. Um, uh, I, I would have liked to see El Presidente get in. We didn't even mention him. He wasn't even on our list. But like uh, Dennis yeah. Martinez, who actually got mentioned last week in the Twib episode, uh, I, I always thought El Presidente was a good nickname. That was one of the first baseball nicknames that I was aware of okay. as a kid. Um, hearing that on TV. So I thought that was a good one. Uh, I am a little bit disappointed that, so Shoeless Joe Jackson will not be on this list, but I'm a little bit disappointed that we're not having a Billy White Shoes Johnson versus Shoeless Joe Jackson matchup. Uh, yeah. That would have been, that pretty, could have been interesting. Pretty good. Um, and finally, uh, Travis Shaw uh, had, ha- maybe still has a, gr- a great nickname, uh, the mayor of Ding Dong City. Um <laughs> That's a good one but like travis shaw's downfall was just so swift that uh it's it's just it's not even worth uh worth talking about
1: yeah there's definitely some that like there were like um well this this one kind of is close to one that uh is is in the brackets but uh big game james for james shields i wanted to put that one in there just because it's so funny um just to think of like what happened with james shields and now the fact (laughs) that he's going to be permanently tied to the fact that he was traded by the White Sox or to the White Sox. Uh, no. Yeah. To the White Sox for uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., which uh, that that one might end up that one's, you know, obviously time will tell, but like that could be the Brock for Brolio or the uh, Prince Fielder for <laughs> Kosuke Fukudome trade uh, of, you know, of our, of the rest of our lives, because that one could be, it's not, it's looking really not good right now and it could just keep getting worse.
0: <laughs> um well we do have a lot of uh actual good nicknames um here uh it's so it's a 20 team single elimination tournament uh uh there were a number of players who got uh buys in the first round it looks like 12 players got buys and we yeah. have four first round matchups we,
1: here we should almost say I, I i like to think of them as as four playing games even though the quality Uh, the quality of the the nicknames i I did i randomized uh, well actually i did not randomize i kind of randomized the matchups or the uh the the brackets themselves but the matchups i i tried to make like uh um uh, uh strategically uh based on kind of the theme or um you know, uh, subject matter, I guess. So, um, we can, uh, we can kind of go down there, but yeah, let's look at that first, uh, round that playing round on there's four, there's four brackets there. And then those feed into basically eight brackets. And then it, then it looks like your standard, like 16 team bracket. Um, but, uh, but yeah, let's start with, uh, those four, those four playing games.
0: Okay, Jeremy. Um, so for our first playing game here up at the very top, we have the grave digger we have gilbert brown uh formerly of the green bay packers versus uh nails versus lenny Dykstra, whose nickname was nails so uh so so i don't know jeremy what do you what do you think here what do you what are your criteria who'd you pick
1: well uh yeah so nfl and all these matchups like in these first rounds uh will be uh MLB versus NFL, um, and then you know we'll we'll see what what league ultimately wins. Um, also, Jack, I was going to say really quick as a as a caveat, we're trying to come up with a consensus here. I I have a feeling like if, if there's something like we're really passionate about, um, we might just have to kind of like just give our respective you know tournament like winners, but 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 we can kind of talk about them like collectively. But we'll see if we can come to a, a collective agreement. But I, I definitely think there's two ways to look at this, just like sheer like funniness an originality of the nickname, but then also like, um, I guess like, li- like reputation or like accomplishment coupled with nickname, you know? So I don't know. We'll see, we'll see the, how the, what criteria we use as we go along, uh, for this one in particular. Um, I, this is a, this is a good matchup. I mean, grave digger, like is a, is a great nickname, Gilbert Brown. And you brought me back, uh, you, you, you brought me back a little bit Jack with, with this one. Uh, with Gilbert Brown, I kind of had forgotten about him. Um, And uh, I, I I was surprised to see like he played so long ago. Like I actually would have thought that he was maybe like in the, in the aughts. um, But he kind of started in the early nineties and and made it to the early, very early aughts. Um, But that's a good nickname. I mean, you're talking about, you know, (laughs) digging a grave for a person, like whether it's like a proper burial or like a hide the body sort of burial. So it's pretty grim, However you put it, nails, um, you know, is a great nickname. I always used to think about um, the nickname nails, like I don't. It's kind of like I had this weird visual about it where I almost pictured like Lenny Dykstra had like nails as teeth for some reason, like just like just <laughs> gritty, like 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 a like that Bond. Villain guy that I forgot what his name is, Metal Mouth or whatever his name is, but like, uh, Jaws, I J- think it was Jaws, Jaws right? yeah. yeah, like that kind of thing. Like, I kind of pictured that with nails, like you know, and the fact that he was like kind of like short and stout, like a little bit, like I don't know. I just he, I just pictured him, him as like a nail or something, and like I don't know. So, like, both really good. Um, do you, uh, do you want to talk about it or do you want to, do you want me to give my, uh, my answer? Yeah.
0: So uh, I guess I'll uh, I'll talk a little bit about it, Jeremy. Um, so the Gravedigger for me, it's, it's kind of a personal one because he he played on the Packers Super Bowl team, the team the '96 that won the Super Bowl that had that great defensive line, him Reggie White, Sean Jones. Um, yeah, they were awesome. Uh, number ninety three, Gilbert Brown. Do you remember the dance, the Gravedigger dance that he used to do? Yeah, well, I
1: did watch a little bit of video of him uh, beforehand, nice. and like, yeah, like it's it's kind of funny because he's such a big guy that he can't really get down and do like the full like like elbow bend (laughs) like like grave digger thing so at some point it's kind of just like he dips his hands and just flings them in the air kind of as he's like taking a step um, forward
0: i yeah it's it's definitely not not graceful um but you know as packers fans we used to really we used to really like it uh i don't know if you knew this jeremy you probably didn't because i think it was just a regional thing Mm -hmm. but at burger king they used to have a gilbert burger do you remember that oh really really
1: Oh, man. I mean, Jack. Yeah,
0: yeah. So was, I think it was just a Wisconsin thing, but at Burger King, it was like a double Whopper with extra everything. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, because like, I guess that's what Gilbert Brown would get when he would go into Burger King. Um, I don't even think they had a double <laughs> Whopper on the menu. He just ordered like double everything on his Whopper, even yeah. including two patties. So like, I remember sometimes I would get that as a kid and like i would feel so good about myself when i would eat the whole thing like i really accomplished something you know like i wanted my parents to be proud of me but like now like as an adult like if i ate an entire double whopper with extra everything like i would uh i'd feel horrible about myself dude (laughs) um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's amazing it's amazing how much those uh, the times can change for you. But yeah, so I remember all that about him too. Like he had his own burger, well, which is pretty cool.
1: Jack, real quick, Jack. I I mean, you're you're hitting me close to home with these regional like burgers. <laughs> like you know the the in Chicago we had the McJordan special, and um, which was actually a really damn good burger. Um, and then like just re- in relatively recent years, like someone paid like ten thousand dollars for an old jug of like McJordan special. Uh, sauce, which is just barbecue sauce. Uh,
0: what What was the McJordan special, where, and where was it at?
1: At, at Burger King, um, uh, or not Burger at McDonald's. Uh, hence the hence the Mick. Right, uh, but oh, like, hence the
0: Mick. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
1: But but it was here. Here's what it was, Jack. It was a quarter pounder with bacon and barbecue sauce. Pretty simple, but also pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, and and like honestly, yeah, it doesn't need to be that that you know uh, flamboyant it's just like it, it it is what it was and it was pretty good so yeah mcjordan why, special
0: why was it uh why why was that the mcjordan special I,
1: no inconclusive no no <laughs> discernible reason whatsoever i don't think michael jordan ever ate one I don't think he's ever stepped foot into McDonald's, uh, you know, probably since he started college. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so uh yeah, so no no uh reason whatsoever. Uh, I will say that years later, not years later, but a couple years later, they came back with the beef Wennington for Bill Wennington. And Ooh, and from okay. what I can recall, it was the exact same burger. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. Man, Jeremy, we could, uh, we could do w- an entire episode. I guess it yeah. wouldn't be sports theme, but on just fast food items that they don't serve anymore that you liked. Um. I mean, well, man. The, for, yeah. The Arch Deluxe. You know, the burger with the grown-up Dude. taste. Um. Pizza yep. Hut my had the big in, new. My fr- oh, go ahead. Oh
1: my! My friend in high. My friend in high school was named Archie, and we call his. We called him Arch Deluxe.
0: um yeah so they had that that was also maybe just like a quarter pounder with like different ingredients on it um and then you you know pizza pizza hut had the big new yorker which was an outstanding pizza that they got rid of for some reason so that was that was like 20 years ago that they had that yeah so just all these all these great food items that are no more
1: You know, McDonald's Okay, and and we will really need to move on because we were one matchup into this thing and we have still haven't (laughs) even given our our winner. But uh, um, McDonald's used to do a burger of the month at like for like a year's length in like you know, 1996 or something, or maybe not, late, a little later than that. Eh, I don't know, maybe might, somewhere around there, late nineties. And, uh, they had some really wild burgers. They had this burger that was on like a long bun and it had like three patties, but they were kind of like spread out. So it looked like a little like mini sub, but it was burgers. And like, oh wow, <laughs> I, I would, I would pay someone $50 if I could, if I could meet someone who actually remembers that and maybe even got it. Cause like
0: it, okay. it was out there, but I, yeah, you know. I, Nobody remembers it? Yeah, I, I, I have the so. same thing with a fast food item. Um, so I don't remember that one, Jeremy. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Um, I, okay. I, do you remember Burger Buddies from Burger King?
1: Oh my god. I think I do, Jack. They were they were just like it was like a two pack or something.
0: Yeah, it was almost like they were sliders, like they were like they were like uh like stuck together and then or something. Yeah, it was like it was like a two pack of burger, they were like burger buddies. Do you remember these? Wow.
1: I have not I well, now I do. Yeah, but oh my god. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm just googling it right now. Like yeah, or you could get like a six pack or something. Like yeah, man. I do remember these, but I did not i have never thought of these since the last time i ate one and this very second
0: I must have been five years old the last time I ate one, dude. But yeah, I, I have never, I have never talked about, or I have never met anyone else who remembers Burger Buddy. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you remember him a little bit. Uh, yeah, okay. for sure. <laughs> okay. Anyway, nails Lenny Dykstra. I actually really <laughs> like that nickname. It, uh, I think it encompasses everything about like Lenny Dykstra, what he was as a player. Like he was a grinder. Yeah. Um, you know, he wouldn't take crap from anybody. He was like a t- basically like a tough little shit. Um, and so I honest I honestly think that like out of the two guys, um, I think Nails, like people still remember that nickname when they talk about Lenny Dykstra. Um so I and I think it was more of a national nickname than the Gravedigger was. So I, I, I'm gonna go with Nails for this one, Jeremy.
1: Uh, Jack, I also went with Nails. I also went with Nails. Kind Perfect. of for kind of for that similar reason. Like I think like uh, it just has like that, that, that appeal. It's not, it's not flashy. I actually think gravedigger is more inventive and, and cooler, but, um, but nails is just kind of cool and classic and edgy, uh, kind of like Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> so, so that's why I went with, with that. So nails, nails moves on. Um, and, uh, will I guess we'll reveal the matchup, uh, in a second.
0: Uh, excellent. Yeah, I um, uh, our next our next game here our next uh, uh, play in game is going to be two tall Jones versus the big unit.
1: Yeah, Ed Ed two tall Jones. I believe he was a I think he was an offensive lineman. Uh, though correct me if I'm wrong, but for the Cowboys for sure. Um, and Randy the big unit Johnson, who uh, came up a couple weeks ago uh, in the on the show.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes, he did, Jeremy. Um, I, I do believe that Ed two tall Jones. Uh, it looks like he was a defensive end. Okay. Um, yeah, it's six foot nine. He's man. He's really tall for a, a defensive end. He yeah, was the first overall first overall. Yeah. He was the first overall draft pick in 1974. Um, uh, so yeah, he was, uh, he was drafted really high and then, yeah, we, you have, uh, you have Randy Johnson, the big unit. This is a tough one, Jeremy. Yeah. I, I do think too tall Jones is a, is a great name. I like nicknames like that. Yeah. Um, but the big unit is just so bizarre uh, to me that I like it. And just the origin of the nickname to me is, is so weird too, because, uh, like, like allegedly, uh, like Tim Raines was like running sprints during a spring training or a pregame practice, whatever. And he ran into Randy Johnson and he said, Oh, you're a big unit. Um, <laughs> I'm like, who, who uses, who refers to another person as a unit?
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: that's very weird. So I, I think for this one, even though too tall Jones is a a great nickname. I think I'm going to have to go with the big unit.
1: Well, Jack, I see, I I don't think I can bend on this one, man. I, 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 I love the the nickname Ed too tall Jones too much. I mean, it was on, it was on his, on his football cards. Like they actually would put like the quotation marks to Ed quotation marks, too tall Jones. Uh, I mean, big unit is classic. This is, this is a really tough matchup. Um, and, uh, yeah I just um I don't know I think I gotta go Ed Too Tall Jones and like I don't you know I'm not sure like
0: uh all right Jeremy yeah I mean I actually really I really like Too Tall Jones as well it was a tough uh I mean it was a tough call for me like I said I liked the, like the uh the alliteration of the name. Um, it's just, it's, it's got a, it's got a real nice ring to it, especially because his last name is such a short common name. Yeah. Uh, right. It's, Ed Jones,
1: uh, it, like even the first name, Ed Jones, it's like they, you need some spice to that. So there you go.
0: Right. Um, yeah. And you know, the, the nickname was very appropriate too. I mean, how many football players are six, nine? Um, yeah. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's go with it, Jeremy, two tall Jones. It's, it's I also, big unit.
1: I also like that. It's like, it's almost like it's, it's not necessarily derogatory, but it's like, it's like, uh, derisive or something. It's like, man, you're too tall, dude. It's like, you know, it's like, and it's like his nickname and he, he kept it. It's like, it would, it would be like, it would be like, Jeremy talks too much Dionisio or something. It's like, all right, cool. That's my nickname. It's like, it doesn't have to be, but it is okay. I'm sticking with it. All right. So, so there you go. He's going to move on. Um, so th- and it's going to create another, uh, interesting matchup. Uh, but that was, you know, the, uh, the the matchup of uh, freakishly big things I would say, um, and now uh, we have another uh, matchup uh, coming up uh, for Ed Too Tall Jones in the next round. Uh, but but moving right along, um, we have um we have the food matchup I would say Jack, uh, the the kitchen time matchup uh, <laughs> between uh, William the Refrigerator Perry and Alfredo the Big Pasta Simon.
0: Ooh okay, um you know Jeremy I I think that the refrigerator. Uh, that's like one of the classic uh, nicknames in all of all of sports, yeah. but definitely in all of football. yeah um, and you can't even people don't even say William Perry right like you know if you if you said if you said to somebody, you know hey, did you uh you know did you like William Perry when when he was a player, you'd say who? Yeah. you'd say, oh William William the refrigerator perry like that's that's one of those guys who the nickname literally became part of his name. I mean, you mentioned too tall Jones, like they would put that on, on his football card, like William, William Perry might've might as well have changed his middle name to the refrigerator. Cause yeah. that's just how, that's just how, you know, closely tied he was with that nickname.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He had a damn GI Joe of him. <laughs> um, i think at some point the sergeant slaughter and refrigerator perry got involved with gi joe somehow and like you can mail away for a refrigerator perry gi joe figure um so uh yeah i mean the guy the guy rose to national prominence um <clears throat> with that name and like it's just funny it's like it's not even like a name that rolls off the tongue like refrigerator is like like refrigerator like it's, it's a five syllable word like um <clears throat> and uh but like it's it's perfect and like he was like just larger than life like uh it's just funny again a a kind of a kind of like a a a not glamorous nickname like the guy was like as big as a refrigerator um but uh but but you know it stuck with him um yeah big pasta like so alfredo simon like alfredo pasta like uh it's very funny um it's a great name honestly oh Um, yeah yeah, it's really tough. This tournament is really tough. These are such good matchups. Like, Big Pasta could be in the finals of any tournament. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Jack. This is I, the
0: best of the best, though, Jeremy.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and so, so, yeah, I had to go Refrigerator Perry, Jack.
0: Yeah, same here. Um, uh, as much as I like Big Pasta, and we uh, th- it, it, his nickname was brought up on a previous yes. podcast, and we and we laughed and laughed about we it. Had it a, is a very we funny had a fact nickname. check it.
1: We had a fact check it because I'm yeah. like I think that's his nickname, and we looked it up, and sure enough, it, it is, which is cool. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, th- this is, it was a tough matchup for him for sure.
0: But yeah, not nearly as famous as refrigerator, so I agree he should move on as well. Jeremy, before we go to the next matchup, did you ever play with GI Joes when you were a kid?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I had some GI Joes. Um, I loved watching the cartoon when it was on the bozo show um, but yeah I was I was a big fan I you know I could never find like i I, I don't I don't remember well enough to know the, the names of the guys like but like the the like the bad guy like what was Destro was that the name or was the name of the name of the bad guys I can't remember but like the guy with like the face mask face like he didn't have a face he just had like a shield over his face. Like that guy, like yeah, I could never find his toy, and like it, it, it killed me because like I felt like I never had like the full set because I couldn't ever find that guy.
0: Well, I, I think he, yeah, he was like the most popular one too, and I think he was he was he just like he wore all black. Is that right too? Um, Uh, is he the guy that wore all black? Yeah, Um, I'm
1: looking like it. He has like kind of like a weird silvery face or something. Or well, I mean. Uh, that's who Destro was. Um, yeah, I, I, will have to look to see, like, cause there was Cobra commander. Like it was kind of cool. They had like different bad guys. Like one bad guy would get defeated, I think. And then like another guy would pop up and stuff. It was, it was pretty cool. I have to say.
0: Yeah. G.I. Joe was pretty cool, man. They all, they, and they, the vehicles they had too, were super cool. Like the action figures were cruel, but like the vehicles were like, uh, were awesome. I remember I never, I don't think I had it. Maybe I did, but like they had the G.I. Joe general, which was just this huge, this huge, like tank. Uh, I never had it, but they had the aircraft carrier, which was, like, seven—it was, like, a seven-foot toy, uh, which is awesome. I mean, they still sell them at, like—if you go to a Comic-Con, like, there'll be, like, a, a toy dealer. They'll sell them for, like, you know, $1,500 or something like that, but it's super <laughs> cool. G.I. Joe was, like, uh, a little bit—like, I had G.I. Joes, and I played with them, but, like, they, it was kind of starting to fade away, as like in the early nineties and like yeah. the turtles became big. So that's more what I played with. But yeah, I, I remember GI Joe. I, I do not remember the refrigerator having a, an action figure though, but that's, that's pretty awesome.
1: It was definitely something that you had to like mail away for. Um, I think, I think the guy <laughs> that I'm talking about is Cobra commander. I think that was just, he was just simply Cobra commander. Um, but, uh, yeah, Cobra was like the whole legion of the bad guys. And there was, there was Destro, uh, and then Cobra commander. But yeah, that's the one I could like never get that toy. And it's like, y- you know, you never, I could never have them like fight like the, the top guy. Cause I just didn't have the fucking toy. So, <laughs> so there you go. Um, I also, one time Jack, I had a, a GI Joe, uh, figure, you know how, do you remember how you could stick like the backpack? They had like that little hole in the back with a, and then a backpack with a, with a peg on it and you would stick it in the guy's back or whatever
0: yeah oh yeah I remember you can you could move them all around and stuff too they would like bend it you could bend the guys in half and there was like a a piece of black cord in them (laughs) yeah yeah, I I remember that yeah
1: there you go like to to giving a little foreshadowing so one time I had one of those stores I forget who it was but I stuck like that thing in the back and if you looked inside the peg there was like a little screw I think so you could like actually dissect the guy but I took the back I get the I had the backpack was like stuck in this in this hole and I like I couldn't get it out and I was like pulling and pulling and tugging and pulling and I finally like yanked it out and like the GI Joe guy exploded like his like arms flew off and his head flew off and his legs flew off and I'm like Jesus this is crazy yeah, you
0: remember that shit, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. When you're a kid. One time I, I had a Babar, the elephant stuffed animal when I was a kid. And one time I took him by his trunk and I just started swinging him around and his fucking his body flew off. And all I had was his head like with it <laughs> was I was holding the trunk. I was like six years old. It freaked me out. Like I just like it made me cry. Um, I mean, uh, like I definitely killed this Babar, but, uh, my mom sewed it back on, but, uh, uh, yeah, you just, you don't, you don't forget stuff like that, man. When you mutilate your own toys, <laughs> that's not, it's not something you ever forget. No, you know? for
1: sure. And I suppose maybe in a more, uh, deliberate way, um, you know, there's some other guys who, who maybe did that and, there you know, <laughs> I don't know there's documentaries about him now but um <laughs> but yeah so anyway um but yeah so the refrigerator Perry moves on um, all right
0: all right um our next matchup is big game timmy jim slash the freak um uh, versus megatron
1: yeah uh tim tim linsicum versus uh calvin johnson right was his name
0: Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, retired retired early uh, yeah. in 2016. He's Light. only 35. Only 35 wow, now, I think. Wow, that's crazy. So he, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the greatest receivers of all time. But, Jeremy, I, uh, uh, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to go with, with Big Game Timmy Jim slash The Freak. And I feel like he even had more nicknames than that. These yeah. These are just the two that we, that we have here. But that's a, that's a, great, uh, that's a great nickname, uh, you know, for yeah. Tim Lincecum.
1: Yeah, for sure, and it's it's one of those weird things. So that it came up on the uh, baseball commercials uh, episode, uh, you know, some months ago, um, and I think that, that that nickname was born in that ESPN commercial, Big Game Timmy Jim, uh, and I think Kenny Mayne is the one who says it, um, or maybe it's Carl Ravitch. Uh, but like, I mean, yeah, that's a, it's a hilarious name, and and in the short list, Big Game Timmy Jim definitely beat out James Shields to to make it to the tournament. Um, Maybe, you know, a little asterisk here because he's got he was the freak also, and he's so he's got two nicknames, so that maybe gives him <laughs> a little bit of an advantage. Um, but this matchup, I, you know, I was thinking like they're just like kind of freaks of nature, like, like Megatron. I mean, here we go. I think that's is that a that's a, isn't that another uh, that's a that's, Transformers reference, that's,
0: yeah, Transformers. But I mean, I, I always uh, apparently, uh, he one of his teammates nicknamed him that because his hands, like his big hands, Calvin Johnson's big hands, look like Megatron's hands. Um, But I mean, in general, though, it just it seems like an appropriate nickname just because when you looked at Calvin Johnson, he was just this like six five dude who was just like he was built like a transformer. Exactly. Um, And he could he could fly like one, too. Like he he could jump up and fucking catch like any pass and triple coverage. Um, So it uh, it just seemed like like an appropriate nickname for him. And it was a good nickname. But uh, I don't I don't think it's as good as as big game. Timmy Jim.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so uh, yeah, a couple of freaks of nature there, and, and the freak moves on uh, to, to the next round. Um, so so okay, so we have uh, we have our eight matchups uh, set up here. Um, um, so I think um, I guess we can kind of run down from the top of the list or whatever, uh, and just of yeah, keep yeah, this yeah moving along.
0: So- uh, absolutely, Jeremy. Um, so the first the first one we have uh, it's going to be nails. We already decided on nails, and uh, Lenny Dykstra is facing off against oil can Boyd
1: yeah Dennis oil can Boyd um this is uh this is a a a tough matchup here for for Lenny Dykstra um uh oil can Boyd is just like I it's it's like I I can't I can't like it's hard to compete against it I mean like so unique oil can Dennis oil can Boyd like the name itself like Boyd itself like is like it complements the nickname somehow like just, I don't know, like, they all work together. Like, I picture, like, this, like, like shining, glistening, like, can of, like, dark oil or something uh, when I think, <laughs> I think about it. And, um, you know, in looking at the Wikipedia, did you do any research on oil can, Boyd?
0: I, I did. Yeah. Um, apparently, the town he's from, is he from Alabama? Is that I where he's
1: think from? that sounds about right, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, so the town he's from, like, or the area he's from, they call beer cans oil cans. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think they named him oil camp boy just cause he loved drinking beer, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, and it's... I mean, when you read a little more about him, like the dude loved to party, I think yeah. he was drunk during the world series in 86 and he couldn't pitch.
1: Yeah. That was, that was very interesting to find out. I had, I did not know about that until, um, I just, I, until I looked at the Wikipedia account and, you know, we were just talking about last week, uh, Bob Stanley. So I don't know if Dennis Boyd could have been in that kind of come in in relief there or something. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was too drunk to, to, to make it in. And so, yeah, the, the guy battled, the guy had some demons, he battled some demons in his career. Um, and, and this kind of like glorifies a little, or glamorizes a little bit of his addiction. So maybe, maybe not the best, uh, you know, like, like, uh, like, uh, origin, I guess of, of the nickname, but, but all things like equal it's a it's a great nickname Uh, so oil can um jack i i had to uh i had to pick oil
0: can here over nails same same absolutely uh yeah jeremy his baseball cards would say oil can boyd on them as well. So he's another uh like two tall jones i i wonder too if his stratomatic card would also say oil can boyd instead of uh uh was it dennis boyd yeah um so i don't know i don't know but um yeah i love it oil can has to move on jeremy
1: all right there you go he's he's on to the next round uh the next max ma- matchup jack is um the little south of the border special um <laughs> one legitimate and one completely bastardized uh we have uh we have uh, uh joe keem the Executioner soria uh versus chad ochocinco johnson
0: Okay, Jeremy. So this is an interesting matchup here. Like you said, one legit, one completely bastardized. Yes. But I see, okay, so I got to go with, um I got to go with Ocho Cinco here. And and here's why. Okay. Because like the Mexicutioner is a great, it's a great nickname, but I don't feel like, uh you know, I don't I don't know that Joaquim Soria's entire career has lived up to that okay. that nickname. He's been pretty good. Yeah. He's been pretty good. I mean, he had a couple years there in like the late aughts early 2010s where he was, uh, you know, one of the best closers in baseball. So he was, he was good. But for me, the sheer eccentricity of Ocho Cinco, um, you know, he started off as Chad Johnson, um, and then he became Ocho Cinco. And then I think he just changed his name to Ocho Cinco, did he not?
1: No, he legally changed his name to Chad Ocho Cinco, um, which like, you know, so at the sports statistics company that I work at, we had to go into the system and change his name from chad johnson to chad ocho cinco um i remember my boss was the one who like actually entered it into the system and it was like kind of it was kind of like a moment when he did it because it was like like this is real like we're making it official like like you know he legally changed his name so we 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 matched it um so it was it was ridiculous but yeah his number was 85 he called himself ocho cinco for anyone out there who speaks spanish uh 85 in spanish is ochenta ochenta y cinco um (laughs) <laughs> and he just knew like eight was Ocho and five was Cinco. So he was Chad Ocho Cinco. So it's a complete bastardization to have him defeat an actual Mexican person. Um, you know, I'd like to think that the climate maybe is a little safer for 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 Mexican uh, heritage people nowadays, uh, given what's going on in the world. But uh, or at least in this country. So it's, it's a little bit of a controversial statement to have to put Ochosinko over Mexicutioner. Um, but I'll go with it, Jack. I'll, I'll, I'll say Chad Ochocinco, uh, defeats, uh, Joaquim Soria here
0: yeah me too Jeremy and now I I do have to pose the question I I believe that Ocho uh you know defeats Mexicutioner as well just because of the sheer uh eccentricity of the whole thing yeah, uh and also the, the the hilariously like wrong headedness <laughs> of, of the actual nickname it's just it's just wrong yeah um uh you know, because that's not 85 in Spanish. But, um, uh, what I will say is that because he legally changed his name yeah. <laughs> to this thing, like, does that disqualify oh. him from a nicknames tournament?
1: Well, no, Jack, that's a very good point. And I think that some people would, uh, would, would agree with that. Um, it would be funny if, for him to be, uh, you know, like, uh, deemed, uh, ineligible because of that. And I think that that's a fair argument, but, uh, i I'd w I'd be willing to go ahead and let him, let him in. Uh, yes. Despite that. But uh, but that's a good that's a good point. You bring up a good same, point.
0: Same. OK, so Ocho Cinco moves on. Um, love yep. it. Uh, our next one, Jeremy, uh, we're going to have two tall Jones versus El Pulpo, uh, the octopus, which was Antonio Alfonseca, who had six fingers.
1: Yes. Six fingers and six toes uh, on each, uh, <laughs> you know uh, limb extremity, whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> again, like, uh, you know, you, you love to see someone embracing that sort of thing. Like, um, possibly eccentric. I, I hated him as a, as a cub because he like just was horrible. Um, you know, I think we talked about, I think we, when we talked about Mitch Williams, well, 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 Mitch Williams may come up again here in a little bit, but, um, uh, Mitch Williams one time got hit in the head, uh, on a line drive back up the middle, because and partially because he would fall off the mound like an idiot, um, uh, and I hated Antonio Alfonseca as a Cub. And one time he got hit, he got drilled right in the ass with a liner up the middle, and he fell, <laughs> he hit the ground like like a like a ton of like a sack of potatoes directly on his ass, and he was like holding his ass, and it was the it was one of those gratifying moments. Um, it's like when Stillwell gets hit with the the glove in, in Little League uh, and and uh, a league of their own and. You know, Tom, Tom Hanks says, we're going to win. We're going to win. Um, so uh, it's kind of like that sort of thing that that schadenfreude. Um, but uh, but yeah, like still a great nickname and a great origin for the nickname because the guy has extra digits on his on his body, which is, you know, taking a an an odd uh, situation and turning it into a, a, a net positive, I would say. So um, so, yeah, it's a great, great uh, candidate for this tournament. Um, but but Jack, you know, I like I said, I really do love the Ed tall. I have to say, I really do love the Ed tall Jones nickname, Jack. So I I have him going over uh, the octopus here.
0: Sure. Um, and that that's fine with me, Jeremy. Um, and again, I think that tall Jones was just like it was a more famous nickname than El Pulpo. Um, uh, that's a pretty that's a pretty deep cut uh even if you're a baseball fan yeah um but i I, you know it is a hilarious nickname and yeah kudos to antonio alfonseca for embracing it and having a sense of humor about it yeah um uh you know you know one thing i was wondering jeremy how long would it take if you if you like met some some guy with six fingers and he didn't tell you he had six (laughs) fingers how long would it take you to notice that he had six fingers i don't (laughs) think i would i don't think i would notice it i mean you know uh, Morgan Freeman's got that line in The Shawshank Redemption where he's like, "How often, how often do you really look at a man's shoes?" But it's like, "How often, how often do you really look at a man's hands?" You know, you don't. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't think I would, I don't think I would notice a guy if he had six fingers. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, not to get too into the weeds here, Jack, but um, I think that it. <sighs> You know, to I I want to say this with as as much uh, sensitivity as possible, but I don't think that the sixth finger is like a fully developed finger. I think it may be like a bit a little of a a nub. That doesn't seem that seems like about the least (laughs) correct way I could have put that, but I I went there anyway. Um, So I don't think like I think it's like one of those things where like. It's not like he looks like uh, you know I don't know like a alien from like you know from a <laughs> graphic novel or something like I I think it it probably is relatively un, unnoticeable so yeah it's a good point I'm not sure I'm not sure I I there's you think there's got to be pictures somewhere but I've never happened to look it up so uh so yeah I probably probably would be kind of less noticeable certainly the the toe is one uh, you know I I don't know if we'd be in a situation where I would see his his bare toes so so yeah <laughs> so for sure maybe a little unnoticeable.
0: But uh regardless uh too tall Jones moves on. Uh right. next we have we have the bus. We have Jerome Bettis versus the Toy Cannon Jimmy Wynn. Yeah. Um yeah, these are two great nicknames Jeremy. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, you know like uh you know the Toy Cannon like, you know, has paints like a really nice picture. Um I was never super familiar with Jimmy Wynn's career. I feel like I maybe he's come up like in years, like through seeing like an old baseball card or something, but I was never super familiar with them. Uh, love the nickname though. Um, and, uh, the bus is, is a great nickname in the same, it's kind of, falls in the same vein as refrigerator Perry, but not as good of a, you know, it doesn't really capture it as, as well. It's still a great nickname and Bettis was a great, uh, player. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I had just for sheer, like originality. I, I had the toy cannon.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Jeremy. So I, I, I like the bus a lot, too. Um, I And I feel like when you look at Jerome Bettis, uh, I don't know exactly what his measurements are, but I just remember watching him as a kid. He was really big kind of right when I first got into football. And yeah. he just seemed like this big this running back who was bigger than any other running back who would just like barrel over guys. Yeah. Um, He's short so I always squat like
1: dude, like just, yeah, and would just barrel into people. It was pretty fun yeah. to watch.
0: Think he was number thirty six too, if I if I'm not mistaken. Um, although right. that was, I mean, that was so long ago. But I liked it. But yeah, I like uh, Jimmy Wynn, uh, the toy cannon. Just to talk about Jimmy Wynn a little bit, yeah. uh, he actually he he's kind of a forgotten guy. He's kind of a name from the past at this point. Um, uh, there's some, some people who think maybe he should be at, at least have a case for the Hall of Fame, or like at least be in the Hall of the Very Good. Um, he's uh, he died yeah he died earlier this year he died less than a year ago um, he was a little guy he was only five ten 160 pounds but he would hit these mammoth home runs um, uh, like 500 foot home runs he play, he also played a lot of his career in the Astrodome too which was just like a, a where hitters went to die. Um, he, would also, he would also walk a lot. He, there was one season in 1969 when he walked 148 times. Uh, so there were, uh, I'm looking here, there were uh, five seasons where he drew more than 100 walks. So he would walk a ton. He would hit a ton of home runs despite being a little guy. Uh, and he made, uh, he made three all-star teams as well. But uh, yeah, that Toy Cannon nickname kind of sums him up good because he was just this little guy who would hit these explosive home runs. Um, so yeah, that's one of my favorite baseball nicknames. So I think he's moving on too.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like keeping that in, in mind, like that character, characterization Uh I love it. So definitely he's, he's moving on for me.
0: Okay. So for our next matchup, we have Billy white shoes, Johnson versus refrigerator Perry.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, again like just such a such a great uh nickname billy white shoes johnson um uh i mean just the fact yeah billy and and uh, as a first name is is it, like it just complements the whole thing really well jack for me like i had a my friend's dad is the first time i ever heard the name billy white shoes johnson and uh-huh. um i remember my dad i or my, my friend's dad like um i can't remember exactly what happened but like the way he said it, like made me laugh so hard. He, he, I think he said like, Hey, look at you. You're like Billy white shoes Johnson. (laughs) Like, and, uh, and I was just like, what? And he's like, you guys ever hear of him? And like, you know, he told us about him and stuff. And I don't know. It just, I have such great memories of hearing that name for the first time. And just, it's just so funny. Um, uh, of a nickname, and and then like when you kind of go in and you kind of like learn about this guy a little bit, like he just seemed like a really cool, like funny, fun guy, and like he they say like he was maybe one of the first guys to like start like end zone dance celebrations. Yeah,
0: yeah, he would do the chicken dance.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like I you know when you picture kind of like that that classic touchdown celebration, like I I'm I'm uh hearken I hearken back to um on the cosby show when when rudy uh like like played football she was on like her football team um oh man i can't remember now what she what, what her nickname was but she she would like score she was like a like an amazing like running back <laughs> in the show and they would show her and she would like get the uh, touchdown and she did like the dance and it was like the billy white shoes johnson dance so it's it's classic <laughs>
0: Um yeah I I mean uh it obviously the guy was uh you know he he basically changed football with those with those end zone dances um you know they they still call the NFL the no fun league just because it seems like they uh you know they they try to you know, not have that stuff as much, but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, end zone dances have been a part of football since as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Billy white shoes. Johnson was, was before, uh, before our times a little bit, yep. but yeah, I, so his contributions to football were great, but I do think though, Jeremy, that refrigerator Perry might have to move on for me.
1: Oh my God. Wow. Uh, this was a tough one. I did not. I, I had Billy white shoes. Johnson beating refrigerator Perry. Um, <laughs> man, you know, I'm trying to like, do a give and take here. Well, t-
0: t- no, I'll tell you what, Jeremy, I, you know, uh, we can do one of those. Yeah, I might, I might, I'm not too passionate about this one though so there might be one later on in the in the road that i'm i'm pretty passionate about and might need to make my case for okay so i'll i'll give you billy white shoes johnson for this one that's that's just fine
1: okay that's fair that's that's fair um all right so yeah i mean again it's it's tough i love them both i kind of i kind of wish they were in like separate brackets uh so they could you know maybe possibly like you know meet later on in the tournament but um uh, just, you know, sometimes the, the road to the title is tough. So, so yeah, um, I, I had Billy White choose Johnson going, going, uh, on here. So we'll roll with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got the next one coming up here, uh, Jack, we have neon, uh, or, uh, well, neon Dion was his nickname too, but primetime Dion Sanders, uh, versus, uh, Reggie Jackson, Mr. October.
0: Yeah, um, so Jeremy, for this one, uh, as much as I, uh, you know, as cool as like Deion Sanders was as an athlete, like he was a two-sport guy, he played both football and baseball, Um, you know, he was obviously an electrifying player in football, but he was a better football player. Uh, than he was than he was at baseball, but he yeah. can still play b- both of them at a high enough level uh to play professionally um and primetime is a great nickname, and like you said, Jeremy, he's one of those guys who just seemed to collect nicknames neon yeah. Dion as well. you couldn't even say Dion Sanders without saying neon Dion yep. um but I Mr. October for me, I think that's like just such an awesome nickname, like Reggie Jackson was before both of our times as a player, but like he was this larger than life guy. Um, and just like, you know, he would shine in the, in the biggest moments in October. Um, like Mr. October was such a famous baseball nickname that it, it got like a spinoff name. Derek Jeter became Mr. November. Um, so it's, it's just, it's one of the legendary nicknames in all of sports. Uh, therefore I, I had to go with Mr. October for this one.
1: Yeah, that, that's fair, Jack. Um, so yeah, I think, um, it's, it's classic. It's like, uh, provincial, I think maybe is the right. The right term, um, like it, uh, and not only that, but it signifies like an important time. Like if you're gonna be, like you know, you don't want to be Mister April, right? If you're a baseball player, (laughs) no,
0: that that would actually be derogatory. It's like yeah, this guy always gets off to a hot start and then he sucks the rest of the year.
1: Exactly. So so yeah, like he was he was good when it counted, and he he's so good that they named him. They he became you know that became his name, Mister October. So so yeah, in in like reality, it's like it's it's a great nickname and like. You know, and I honestly – I I don't really know – I it would be interesting to hear from, like, maybe, like, a, a, a Yankees fan, like, a, a generation or two older than us. But, like, you know, I feel like – I feel like Joe Buck kind of bastardized the Mr. October name by calling Derek Jeter Mr. November, like, because – you know, and, and, yeah, I get it because, like, technically, like, you know, like, that was, like, the first, I think maybe World Series that extended into uh, November maybe. But, like – um it's kind of like it kind of takes the the, the panache away from like uh, Mr. October because like you know when you really think about it like yeah like it's like it just it it's like that was like a super high honor to to, to create a nickname around um you know so you know aside from maybe like you know Playgirl magazine or something I don't know <laughs> but like but yeah so like yeah definitely I you know prime time is like Sanders is cool um but like you know even the bears like appeared like, like, you know, stumble themselves into like a primetime game every now and then.
0: And then they suck.
1: <laughs> so, um so yeah, so it's, it, it doesn't have the same ring. So Mr. October for sure.
0: Yeah. Right. And Jeremy, uh, just, you know, one, one last thing you mentioned that it's like a, a provincial uh, nickname, Mr. October. And that, you know, Reggie Jackson, though he was before both of our times, you know his legend in that regard still lives on. I think when he went to the Yankees, somebody asked him, "Did you did you sign with New York? Like, did you come to New York to become a star?" And he said, "No, I'm bringing my star to New York," uh, yes. or something along those lines. He 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 always wanted a candy bar. Of like named after him, and so like uh, one opening day, like they uh, they gave away the Yankees gave away Reggie bars. Yeah. Um. So they did give a candy bar. I think I think one of his teammates, it might have been Greg Nettles, said, uh, "Yeah, it's the only candy bar where when you open it up, it tells you how good it is." So like, <laughs> yeah, Reggie Jackson was just this like I would have loved to have be watching baseball when Reggie Jackson was playing, just because he was this larger than life personality. Uh, yeah. So great nickname. Um. So yeah, I think we both agree, Mister October. Uh, is moving on, and prime time is is going home.
1: Yep. Um, Next up, uh, we have Cordell Stewart Slash uh, going up against another Slash only because he has two nicknames (laughs) here, Uh, you know, Tim Lincecum, Big Game Timmy Jim Slash the Freak
0: okay you know jeremy um uh i i think that you know even though i i really didn't have like a lot of love for cordell stewart as a player or, like the steelers or whatever i always thought that slash was like a pretty great nickname because like yeah. how many how many dudes uh in that era of the nfl were both receivers and quarterbacks
1: no yeah for sure like it was uh yeah, it's an anomaly. I mean, it still is really like I guess you have like that Taysom Taysom Hill Taysom Hill or whatever for like the Saints. Um, but uh, but yeah, like he was um, he was like the first of his kind. I guess Antoine Randall L. Too I guess was like the next one. Right. Up. Um, but him. but Cordell Stewart was the first guy, and like it was unheard of. So like yeah, so yeah, quarterback slash wide receiver uh, slash punt return i don't know i think i think he might return some punts or something maybe that's only randall l but like uh but yeah like a cool nickname to to signify like what he brought to the table
0: for sure um and i mean here's the thing jeremy for me like if somebody somebody brought up cordell stewart to me even though at this point he is a name from the past like you'd be like remember cordell stewart i'd probably say oh yeah slash like i remember him um, like, just like, I don't think I would feel the same way about Tim Lincecum. Uh You know, I, I don't, I mean, maybe I would because I'm a baseball nerd, but like, I don't know if the general general public would, general baseball following public would, uh, you know, remember that as much as Slash. So I think I'm going to have to choose Slash for this one.
1: Um, okay. Um, so, so Jack, I did, I did have Tim Lincecum going past cordell stewart but i'm i'm totally fine putting uh cordell stewart uh in i think they're both really great nicknames um and uh you know uh yeah i think they're i think they both they both work um i think um just real quick about cordell stewart i you know he he ended up on the the bears after the after the Steelers. (laughs) And I, um, I remember that. Yeah. And I actually saw I don't know how many career wins he had as a bear, but I saw two of them in person.
0: Wow. <laughs> and did you did you you usually go to one game a season? Is that right?
1: Um, I, There was a time where I was maybe going to like a couple uh, like, you know, uh, like two a season, but uh, at least one a season up until like uh, last year, I think. So when my streak got broken. Not not this year, obviously, but the year before that. Um, but yeah, actually, so it looks like he, he was two and five as a Bears quarterback. So I saw his, his, both of his wins as a Bears quarterback.
0: Wow. That's, you're probably the only one, Jeremy, who saw, who saw both of his wins. That's, uh, that's crazy. What, what are the, what are the freaking, what, what are, yeah. What are, what are the odds? Um, all right. So yeah, cool. Slash is moving on our last one in this round. Then we're going to be getting to the elite eight, uh, is the, the wild thing. Mitch Williams, the wild thing versus, uh, Jim McMahon, the punky QB.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so this one, Jack. Uh, I think, like again, I, I got to give a little asterisk to, to Wild Thing because I think that I didn't do the research. I don't know if you did the research on this, Jack, but I think that they gave him the nickname Wild Thing. Like it came from the movie. It came from Major League. Uh, did I it think. really? Um, I always thought then, I always thought the I
0: nickname th- preceded the movie, but you could be right.
1: I think that I think that they. If I'm if I understand like if I had to go on record I would think I think that the movie came out and they like they gave him the nickname like you know that same summer or something like, I want to say the movie came out in the summer and then by that the end of that summer they were calling him Wild Thing Mitch Williams but um, I don't I can't say that for sure but I you know I don't think they called Mitch Williams like Wild Thing until he came to the Cubs maybe but I'm not a hundred percent sure on all that.
0: Well, I will say, Jeremy, like uh, I'm willing, I'm willing to believe it. Um, and Mitch Williams is kind of a piece of shit, just based on that, uh, <laughs> like that that Phillies video where him and uh, Lenny Dykstra are arguing. Um, so yeah. I I would be uh, willing to give this one to the punky QB, well, Jeremy. Let's talk about so Jim McMahon. He actually ended his career with the Packers. I think he was a backup quarterback on the '96 uh, Packers team that won the Super Bowl, which is pretty freaking weird. But um, so I had never actually watched. The Bears eighty the eighty five Bears Super Bowl shuffle before tonight. I, I had seen uh-huh. like bits and I'd seen bits and pieces of it, but I'd never watched the whole thing. Dude, that that video is awesome, man. It's so it's so good. It's yeah. such a un, it's such a unique thing. I mean, you definitely come away like knowing that uh, you know the Bears they're not here to cause any trouble. They just want to do the their Super Bowl shuffle. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. Sack man, Dent
0: it's it's outstanding um you know you got you got guys playing uh like a a saxophone but like clearly they don't know what the hell they're doing yeah dancing is terrible like it's it's not the choreography is bad but that's why it's good though
1: yeah absolutely i think it's uh steve fuller might be playing the guitar like the backup quarterback um yeah, yeah there's uh yeah there's there's a lot of good stuff there
0: and his, his rap is the worst too, because um, I think he <laughs> raps at one point. Um, it's really bad. Jim McMahon's is funny because he kind of like he kind of clowns on himself for like being such a you know a wild man on the field and like an unpredictable guy, uh, and like that's uh, like it, it's it's great, man. All, all other lyrics are great. I, I don't know who wrote it, but uh, yeah, that was. I'm definitely gonna have to revisit that and watch that again because it was it was pretty funny.
1: Yeah no definitely uh yeah so there yeah so many great great things there, um, yeah I'm I'm trying to think like uh so the the fact that yeah the the punky QB is a great nickname uh Jim McMahon is just such a weird guy like again like I feel like only the Bears would have a quarterback like like and win a Super Bowl with a quarterback like Jim McMahon I mean it's a, what a weird guy like he <laughs> he wore this headband like he was like kind of like a um like a, a naysayer kinda like just like I don't think he really ever fancied himself much of a athlete even really. He just more of a personality, like um, but he happened to be good, like, you know, at at elements of, of football, but then like not wasn't ever a great passer, but also like just had no regard for his body. So like that made him kind of crazy. Um he was taunting the, the commissioner like with his headband. <laughs> like he would write Roselle on his headband and stuff. Um, so many, so many crazy things there. And just with this, sh- the shuffle too, I, I will say when I learned that the bears recorded that song in like week 13 or something that blew my mind. Like, uh, like <laughs> I forgot where, like I saw that in like a a documentary or something. Cause again, it was a little bit before my time, but they recorded it the week that they actually lost to the, to the dolphins, um, I think there was like a 30 for 30 or something, but, but yeah, like, so that was like mind blowing and yeah, just, uh, you know, goes down in history.
0: Well, Jeremy, who do you think for this one? Wild thing or punky QB? I,
1: I had punky QB. All
0: right. So Mitch Williams, uh, is done. Perfect. Um, okay, Jeremy, so we're getting into the elite, we're getting into the elite eight here. Um, so it's going to be going a little bit quicker. We got oil yeah. can Boyd versus Ocho Cinco, um, I gotta go with, I gotta go with oil can Boyd. I mean, Ocho Cinco was, he was lucky enough to make it out of the first round. Um, yeah. but I don't, I don't think it beats oil can Boyd.
1: Yeah, His, his indiscretions, uh, with, with the loose, uh, interpretation or uh, <laughs> translation of, of the Spanish language, uh, finally catch up to him and, uh, he's eliminated by oil can Boyd. I got oil can Boyd moving on as well, Jack.
0: Excellent. And combined with the fact that yeah, Ocho Cinco is now his real name. Um, okay, perfect. Uh, next we have too tall Jones versus the toy cannon. Um, uh, Jeremy here. I, I do think that too tall Jones beats out the toy cannon. Um, I think toy cannon is maybe a little bit too obscure, uh, to, to beat out a nickname like too tall Jones. So, uh, I'll, I'll go with too tall Jones for this one.
1: Okay. That's, that's fair, Jack. Um, yeah, I had, I had had two tall Jones uh, moving on to the final four as well. So, um, so yeah, I just, again, like just for all the reasons I said before, uh, I got to give him the win in this, in this round.
0: Excellent. Um, perfect. So now we have white shoes Johnson versus Mr. October. Um, Jeremy, for me, I think, uh, I think it's gotta be Mr. October. Um, you know, as good as, as good as white shoes Johnson was, I don't, um, I don't know if it's as famous as Mr. October. Um, you know, that's that's just... If you watch baseball for any extended period of time, like, you will learn that nickname. Um, so, for me, it's it's got to be Mr. October for this one.
1: Um, okay, Jack. So, this is where... So, this is... Uh, for, to, if you go back to my little disclaimer at the beginning of the of the tournament, I think this is where I think maybe our roads diverted a little bit. Because... So, I'll say this. I think Mr. October is a great nickname. And I think it's one of the best like I think it's I think it's like a very like um classy nickname and and it represents a lot of class and everything to me personally I think I'd, I'm not so worried as uh, about that as a criteria for a nickname as opposed to just like kind of originality funniness uh uniqueness and stuff and and so I did have Billy White Shoes Johnson going over uh Mr. October um I could I could roll with um with with Mr October in the next round. I think, you know, we might divert into like you know disparate timelines here, maybe. Sure. Um, but like, but so yeah, I don't know, you know, how we proceed here if we want to. I'm cool with putting Mr October in, uh, but I did definitely I for those reasons. That's why that's why I had White Billy White choose Johnson over Mr October just because I think like the nickname itself is just like it's funnier than mr <laughs> october you know and so like i guess i guess it boils down to that is do you do you go funny or do you go to like um like uh you know reverence or something so i just i think i diverted to that road you went the other road and so like that's that's i think how I we mean, got to those two two
0: hey these are these points. are completely uh subjective like uh, Yes. this is a completely subjective tournament here there's no there's no voting going on Um, it's just, uh, it's just our thoughts. Uh, so yeah, we could do like a, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, diverging, uh, tournament here. Uh, but for the sake of this, we'll say White Shoes Johnson moves on for you and, uh, Mr. October would move on for me. Um, going down the list now we have Slash versus Punky QB. Um, this is kind of a tough one, Jeremy. I think I would have to choose Slash just because not being from Chicago, I didn't really know about the Punky QB nickname, even though Jim McMahon was on uh, was on the Packers. Uh, I didn't really know about that one until this uh, until we started this. So I would just say Slash, based purely on that. Um, what do what are your thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, this is a good one, Jack. I, I'll, in full disclosure, I actually had uh, <laughs> Big Game Timmy Jim moving on into this matchup and beyond it. So I I'm gonna have to like go from scratch on this one. Um you know I I mean I'm cool with that I it's hard for me I I kind of have to I, honestly my instinct is to go Punky QB over slash um but like either one is is totally you know relevant to to move on I think Punky QB I like because it actually like it brings in like a, a kind of like a, a style and a culture, like, you know, the punk rock culture. Um, even though I, I don't think, uh, I don't know if Jim McMahon was a big fan of like, you know, the Ramones and, and like, uh, you know, crooked or stiff little fingers and whatever, like, uh, the misfits and stuff. So like, I don't know if he was, uh, I don't know if he really earned the name punky QB other than he was just kind of like a, a misfit in and of itself, <laughs> even in and of himself. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's a toss up between those two. I mean, I could go slash. I, there's nothing wrong with slash moving on. So, you know, uh, if, 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 if you like slash, we can move on with slash.
0: Sure. Um, this is turning into such a mess, Jeremy. It's fine though. Um, we'll get, we'll get there. Um, so we got our final four. We got, uh, we got, uh, what, what do we have here? Um, two tall Jones versus, uh, Dennis
1: oil can Boyd versus
0: oil can boy, baby. um, i would say oh man this is see this is just so tough jeremy uh i would i almost want to say that oil Cam boyd would move on for me just because i think it's so it's such a it's such a strange name but it's got such a big it's got such a, a good ring to it uh what are yeah. your thoughts
1: i mean i have dennis oil can boyd beating ed Tuttle tall jones really this this one could have been the finals um yep. but uh and it's a toss-up and you know, uh, it yeah, it's I, I could go either way, but but Dennis Oil Can Boyd, like for my whole life, I just like have thought that that's been a great nickname. It was like maybe one of the first like baseball nicknames that I knew, like in in the sense of like maybe someone outside of the Cubs, you know, uh, and like I do, yeah, I mean, I think he had baseball cards where it didn't even say Dennis, right? I think it yeah, only it just
0: say- said I think his Expos card just says Oil Can Boyd on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. Like, imagine being like a little kid and seeing that card and and saying like, 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 you know, not knowing, like, is that his name? Like, is like, yeah, I mean, I think like all his cards, like a majority of his cards said oil can board in in doing a quick uh, Google search. So I mean, like, yeah, it's just iconic. So that's, that's. That's the win- that's that's the winner of this round for me.
0: Beautiful, yeah. So the top half of this bracket actually looks pretty good. We both have Oil Boyd in the finals now. For me, Jeremy, going on to the finals for this one, um, I gotta say, Mr. October, it's, it seems like were you gonna say Billy White Shoes Johnson for the final, if you know, if if he was still alive. Yeah. Excellent.
1: Yep. yeah. I, I I have Billy White Shoes Johnson moving on to the finals. In okay, my bracket.
0: okay. So it's it's uh so it's Oil Can Boyd versus uh, either Jeremy's White Shoes Johnson or my Mister October. Um, yeah, Jeremy. When when it's all said and done, like I think I got to go with Oil Can Boyd for the winner on this one. You know, if if you if you just said to somebody who wasn't a sports fan, like, oh yeah, you know, Oil Can Boyd, he was one of my favorite players. You know, they'd be like, what? Um, <laughs> right. So I I think that like. I think that that's uh that's great um so i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna go with with oil cam boyd for the for the winner
1: for the champion
0: yeah for the for the yeah winner winner of it all
1: yep, he was my champion too jack I had oil cam Boyd beating billy white shoes johnson and and and, in you know again maybe the toughest matchup uh to 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 date um uh but uh but yeah, I mean like even like oil can like i think like you know even like thinking about it like i I was thinking like i I don't know if this was like a childhood idea or maybe my mom, my, like a parent said this to me, but I was like, you know, is his like arm so stiff, like maybe to reference, like the tin man Wizard of Oz. Yeah. 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 Like that. They had to like oil his arm up so he could keep pitching, you know, like there was just so <laughs> many things about the, the nickname that, uh, yeah, it just kind of like, it just sticks out to me. So, so yeah, I, I have him and you know, then, then there we go. Like MLB as, as many, as, as many good, I think there were like, like quantity, like there were so many like more NFL nicknames that we had to kind of sift through, Um, but in the end, Oil Can Boyd uh, wins the uh, tournament for the uh, MLB.
0: Uh, hey, that yeah, awesome, Jeremy. I think for the purposes of comedy, it would have been funny if like the Sultan of SWAT would have been on there and like Babe Ruth, <laughs> Babe Ruth would have won this turn. Babe Ruth would just win every tournament we have
1: somehow. <laughs> exactly, that would be pretty funny. yeah yeah i know um but uh but yeah man jack so i i mean like yeah i i got you like i think that um that uh that mr october is a a great nickname and uh it's a classic nickname um obviously when you take into account like career achievement and uh and nickname combination you know he's he's a very stiff he's a very stiff competition but uh but yeah i uh that's uh you know i think nicknames should be fun and and uh, and goofy and like it doesn't get any goofier than than these like kind of last
0: ones that we we had here absolutely um well jeremy i think this was a it was a success um i uh who do do you like in the super bowl jeremy it's a good question
1: jack i you know there's a lot of uh tom brady hate just in general and you know for for reasons for things that may have been in his locker (laughs) at one point uh you know that people read into and you know of course it couldn't be just a, a bonehead Athlete with just a free hat that he was gifted in his locker or anything like you know like that I'm sure that isn't the explanation for any of that right but, um but uh, but yeah like a lot of Tom Brady hates I have to say Jack I you know we talk about like uh, dynasties and and stuff and you know i you know i i i think i've probably said like piss on the yankees at some point you know and i think you've brought up that dynasties are good for sports and i agree with that as well so i think you can have both viewpoints at the same time you know um i'm particularly impressed that tom brady made the super bowl with the buccaneers i mean like if you asked if you would have said like last year like who you know, before Tom Brady signed with the Bucks, if you would have said like, "Hey, the Bucks are going to be in the Super Bowl next year," you, I would say like, what are you ta- Why? What? Based on what? Other than just you know, parody in the NFL?" But for Brady to come in and bring them, uh, to leave the Patriots and then to bring the B- Buccaneers to the Super Bowl, I think is pretty remarkable. Um, I think like in a, from from like a storybook, like a script standpoint, it would be very cool to see him, uh go in and, and beat the young buck, uh, Pat Mahomes, uh, next week. So, or, or th- this weekend. So I don't know, man, I'm, I, I would not be surprised if the bucks win the, win the game.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of, i kind of feel the same way, Jeremy. Um, you know, I mean, first of all, it's, Hey, you know what? Chiefs fans booed unity at the beginning of the year. So like, they don't, <laughs> they true. don't deserve, they don't deserve to win a fucking super bowl this That's year. True. They don't deserve yeah. it. But also, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's won six Super Bowls now. Uh, if he wins if he wins on Sunday, that'll be seven. Uh, that's, I mean, that's awesome. That would be an awesome accomplishment. Like, that's true greatness. Um, and, you know, it, since I have no rooting interest in this, like, there's really no reason for me not to want to see him just get a seventh Super Bowl. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe he can play three more years and get one for every finger. But that's like... Uh, mm-hmm. That's like a remarkable accomplishment, and I kind of hope he. I kind of hope he does it on Sunday. So I I hope the Buccaneers win as well.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't have that much hate to Tom Brady. I mean, he's a weird guy. He drinks like weird green juice and shit. Like, (laughs) he's fucking probably not human. He's probably a lizard person. But like, um, yeah, it's just remarkable uh, what he's done. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, and Jeremy, one one thing, uh, one last thing about Tom Brady. I saw him. I went to a Wisconsin Badgers game um where he played uh for michigan i went to a michigan versus wisconsin badgers game and he was just starting he was the starting quarterback for michigan and i was in like eighth grade when that happened um what? and i mean i'm i'm getting up there Holy now shit. i'm almost i'm almost 35 so like tom brady's been playing a long fucking time he's one of those athletes where like i don't want him to retire because like i was still very like pretty young when he started and like yeah. you know once he's done playing i'm gonna feel just a little bit older
1: well, no, I have a similar tale there, Jack. But um, that's crazy that you fucking saw Tom Brady with Michigan. Oh right?
0: yeah, yeah. I that's, saw I saw, Drew, I saw Drew I saw Brees with Purdue as well.
1: That's cool. That yeah, that's pretty wild. Also, um, also,
0: a, also a super long time ago. But yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I was gonna say, Jack. Uh, so the I I don't know if it was the first. I don't even know if it was the first uh, Patriots Super Bowl. But like right after the Patriots won the Super Bowl, um, I moved out like into my first apartment like as an adult uh so so yeah so for me it's in a similar way like Tom Brady has been winning Super Bowls since I've been like an independent adult <laughs> and uh I'm I'm pushing 40 so um so yeah same same kind of same deal uh you know different different bag but like uh, yeah, it would be, it's, it's crazy. Like it's a guy that I've known as my whole like adult life as like, you know, a dominant quarterback. So, uh, pretty crazy.
0: Well, Jeremy, I think, I think this wistful note is a good place to end it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And definitely the most football we've ever talked about on this podcast. Yeah. Right. Um,
0: awesome. Well, uh, yeah, we'll be back with a new episode next week. Um, if we're not both, uh, Encino men. Um, so yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be back. We'll be back next week.
1: Yeah, all right. So uh, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And
0: I'm Jack Swakowski.
1: See you later, folks.